Touch my balls. Touch your balls? Touch my balls. Are you playing balls right now? Touch Air balls. balls? Air balls. Go. Touch my balls. Touch my balls. My name is Michelle, and I'm gonna touch your balls. You gonna touch my balls? We're gonna touch each other's balls. We're gonna put our balls on each other. Balls on each other. I'm not doing anything with my balls. I don't like my balls touched. You leave my balls alone. And I'm Sam. <laughs> Since you said your name. I'm Michelle, and I'm I'm here as a I'm a couple in this critical situation a critical situation you're not going to do your regular explanation of the 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 what we do in this maybe i'm passing it off to you this time i'll fumble i'll fumble more i just fumbled trying to say i'll fumble we're a couple that brings up things that we listen to musically or watch movie wise and we make the other person watch or listen to it while they're usually miserable and uh, then we talk about it <laughs> that was mine my description is okay. So we're usually miserable. Is is Sam's take on this? I think you're more miserable when you do things more than me. I think every album. I don't think there's been an album yet that I've been like this was fucking rough. From me? No. F- yeah, that you've given me. That's because once again, I have better taste. A better taste? Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. <laughs> I have unique tastes. You just like screaming stuff and like repetitive metal sounds and like drum beats and shit. You're crazy. This, what we're reviewing today has nothing to do with any of that. I didn't say that it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where are you coming from? I don't know. I'm put on the defense immediately from the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Why? Because I asked you to... Take the reins. This is your episode. Yeah, but I've never done this. It's not my rob. Uh, not my job. Not my role. Not my rob. First of all, neither one. This isn't a job. <laughs> it's not my duty. I said duty. We. I didn't know that that was my specific duty. It seems to be more your thing. I just say it because you're fucking lazy and you expect me to do it because you're like, I don't know how to do things. <laughs> but I want to have a podcast where I talk. I, but I don't I, know how to do stuff. I produce but Michelle, n- you're wrong. I never said you're wrong. You say I'm wrong about stuff all the time. You're crazy. And you're now wrong. you're saying I'm crazy. <laughs> I did that on purpose. What is happening? This is a really strong uh, opening. Very strong. So that's what happens when I ask Sam to do something. This is the pushback that I get. <laughs> Just so you know. This is pretty much how it goes. That Sam, he immediately plays dumb, acts like he doesn't know how to do it, gets really defensive. No, because if I would have known how to do it, I would have prepared. I would have written something to flow out of my mouth. Written something? I've never written anything. Uh, You're better at those things than I am. You can segue. You're the segue queen. That's not a segue. I literally just say what we do. How We've been doing this for over a year. How can you not simply say what we do, even though you did? I did. And then I think I recall, you gave me shit. You gave me poo-poo. I'm pretty sure you gave me shit for asking you. We'll let the courts decide on this one, since I'm in them so much. Are you, are, you're bringing me into the court system <laughs> is bring, what's happening? I'm bringing you to court over a podcast. I was going to say, we've already discussed how if we broke up, the podcast is no more. There's been other couples who still do the podcast. It might be more interesting. 
So we can yell because, at each other and then leave. Because we'll no longer <laughs> respect each other. Yeah. So that won't be in the way anymore. And we can just fucking go to town on each other. Yeah. And just yell at each other and then we can leave. And then uh, I got to edit it later and get all mad again. But anyway, welcome to the Couple of Critics podcast at the strong beginning for this historic Christianized episode. <laughs> <laughs> The first true musical that we have reviewed and watched and enjoyed, in my case. I don't know about you yet. I know you laughed a few times. But anyway, I want to talk about something else first. Oh, okay. You had a birthday recently, Mm -hmm. and you turned 34. I did. And you got yourself a little present for $30. I got myself a gift. I went to an animal shelter they have a special until Christmas for $30. You can adopt a cat. And I got a cat. And his name is Paul Lind. Not Paul, like Paul Lind, but Paul, as in what animals use to walk and what they walk upon. And what that cat just used to skedaddle the fuck out of this room. And yell. He just yelled, but he doesn't use his paws for that. Paul. Lind. Paul Lind. And he is extremely loving. You pick him up and he leans into it. He's totally into it. He will just lay upon your chest. Um, he is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, you finally got what you wanted in a kitty cat. Although the other two cats are goddamn adorable and still precious to us. Yeah, one is less and less precious the more <laughs> that I see that there are other cooler cats out there. And he's my firstborn. And... I still, it doesn't matter. He's an asshole. Oliver's been quite the prick towards this cat, but he's getting better and better and better. He's getting better, but now there is a defense set up on Paul Lynn's end that when now Oliver is like trying to check him out, but Paul is defensive because he's like, you've been a dick to me this whole time, and I feel like I need to uh, swat at you and stuff now. And He's playing out his boundaries. He's telling Oliver he ain't no bitch. He is. Laying down the jail yard rules. Don't fuck with me. But it it seems like he definitely started with, I'm I'm trying really hard to prove to you that everything is going to be okay. And Oliver just kept rejecting it. So now, now it just, it's on Paul Lynn's terms. It's on Paul Lynn's terms. And I like that. (laughs) Pollen rules. We've <laughs> talked about them before. I'm a big fan, and I know that it's a cheesy name, and usually it's not something I would go for, but uh, I didn't feel like I could pass it up. And really, if you tell someone it's Paul Lynn, they're just going to think it's Paul. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to tell them what's spelled. God, I can't fucking talk today. Spalled is what I was going to say. Just talking about your uh, spicy balls. My balls are pretty spicy right now. Mm-hmm. I went to work this morning, and I welded all day. And there's a fucking certain stink that comes along with welding. I can smell it on me still. It's like this burnt, weird, like mm-hmm. metal burnt smell. Understandable. It's not enjoyable. And I'm pretty sure it's all over my testes, too, because I weld naked like everyone should. <laughs> oh, God, I can't even imagine that. When you weld, that sometimes like big balls fall off, like huge metal chunks, mm-hmm. and they explode on the ground. You see all these like embers just fly everywhere. Mm-hmm can't imagine one of my balls and as i'm telling this story i have burned my balls welding before did it just perfectly go up your pant leg it doesn't go up it's just so hot that it burned a hole through my pants and just fell into my onto my crotchums and since you don't <laughs> burn my balls 
Since I don't what? You don't always wear something between your skin and your pants. Underwear, as I call it? Yeah. I mean, because mm. sometimes you'll wear, like, I'll wear pants. S- yeah, or I'll wear, like, uh, what do you call them? The... Pajama pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wear those if it's cold. Lately, I've been wearing a robe. It's this, like, leather robe that stops all that shit from going down. But at With the same time... With your mahogany bound books. Yeah. And if it gets in between things, though, it can get stuck and burn the shit out of you. But anyway, this is not the Weld Podcast. We listened. Or actually, we watched, didn't we? I just have things to listen to this time. We watched. We, we used w- our eyes this time. We watched... Sister Act 2 again. So let's get to talking about it. Joyful, joyful, <laughs> us, we adore Whoopi. Adore Whoopi? Whoopi! Ah, my fucking knees. I anyway. would like to make Whoopi. With Whoopi? No, but I... Well, yeah, let's do it ghost style. <laughs> I don't understand. So you'll die. Okay. And then... Because uh, you've not seen the movie Ghost, I guess. Nope. So she can, like... Whoopi is a medium, and she is able to be the connector between Sam, who is the character played by Patrick Swayze. It's a Swayze movie? Yeah. And Demi Moore is his love, and he was killed. How? By a gun? Maybe we need to watch the movie. Oh, please don't do that to me. I've made it my whole life, and I do not want to see that fucking movie. And, <laughs> but it has that one crazy guy in it. I don't remember his name, but he's acted in a lot of things. Um, yeah. Sam. The only thing I know about that fucking movie is that clay scene. And that disturbed me as a child, and it disturbs me now. I don't like that scene. It's weird. It's definitely not a good... For me, I don't, I'm not into it at all. But there's... Way more that happens in that movie. That's interesting. It's so it's not just an hour and a half of them making a clay thing? No, it's someone who, it was like his friend had him killed for insurance money sort of ah, thing. Classic. And then tries to like get with Demi and then she's all, she like figures, they figure it out and then tries to like kill her. But yeah, Whoopi anyway, he uses Whoopi. Whoopi is like the connector. And at one point they like, they kiss. So Demi Moore is technically kissing Whoopi, but you see Patrick Swayze's ghost because it's like inside of Whoopi. So when we make Whoopi, I want you to die (laughs) and I want Whoopi to be a medium in real life. I want you to go inside of her body and I want to fuck you through Whoopi. Oh my god. Let's make Whoopi. Let's make Whoopi. I'll get Whoopi on the phone to see if she's into it. I have her phone number. I don't know if I've ever told you this. If she's a medium, you should be able to connect her w- without technology. I want to do it pre. Just I don't want to kill myself and then find out Whoopi can't do it. Whoopi. Uh, I want to kill kill myself when the plan is set out. I want this in a day. I want it done in a day. <laughs> and then you can go to heaven. Heaven? Mm-hmm. With Jeebus. Uh, Jeebus. Oh, yeah. I guess I should say right now that uh, this is probably going to be quite a blasphemous episode, I would think. A blast? A blasphemous episode. A blast, blasphemous episode. No way. <laughs> this is the story of Christ and Judas. Which means you and I are going to be little shits about it. Jesus and Judas sitting in a tree. K I S S F U. C T I N G. All right. So, 
We watched, like I said, Jesus Christ Superstar. We watched the movie. Jesus Christ Superstar. We didn't watch a, we didn't watch a play version. We didn't do anything when did like that. This actually come out. It what came was the out nineteen seventy three, June twenty sixth, nineteen seventy three. So early seventies. Yeah, and it's made a lot of money. Well, yeah, pretty considerable amount of money. It was made for three point five million, estimated, and it made twenty four point five million by the end of things. I wonder and, if most of that money was put into water trucks so people didn't die of dehydration oh yeah because this is this is a i didn't even realize it till watching it this time that it's quite a feat of filming like they they went to israel they filmed in actual like desert locations Mm -hmm. on stones and stuff and yet they still had like amazing crane shots they have like 20 dancers dancing in scenes. It was quite an amazing feat, but I think we should start, because this time, since it's a musical and it's a movie, I get to play music during the whole thing. Are you playing the trailer first? Oh, should I? I don't even know if there is a trailer. I didn't even think about it. That's what we do typically do, because this was this originated as a play. Yeah, yeah. Written by Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. And the movie was like produced and directed and all of that. By what is his name, Sam? His last name's Jewison. I know that for sure. <laughs> I think it's Norman, right? Norman. Norman Jewison. Jewison. Uh, tra- I don't know if there is going to be a trailer. What's the fuzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? I like to say fuzz. Okay, here we go. Jesus Christ Superstar official trailer. Look at that son of a bitch. Ted Nelia's JC. Come on, I want a guy to be like. Way back when, when Jesus was around. You do it. Long, long ago, a man named Jesus Christ and another man named Judas had a sexual relationship with each other. And it was documented on film. This is going to be an awful trailer. It's just going to be little scenes. This is what vetting is good for. I never thought about a trailer for this movie. I didn't think they existed. They existed in the 70s. I mean, for this movie. I can't imagine they're... I mean, how else would they try to get people to see it? I don't think they had to. I think you just say Jesus. And people are like, oh. And because it was already a show on Broadway. On Broadway. Yeah, this is just little scenes. This is the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. Tell me about it. It's essentially a rock opera. Yeah, it's, it's the a, rock opera, it's baby. It's Jesus rock opera. Goddamn right. Yeah, this trailer is fucking awful. It's just scenes from the movie. I'm fading out. We're not watching this. Done. Well, based on where I'm sitting, I'm not watching it either, so it makes sense to done, me. Done, done, done with that. So, Jesus Christ Superstar, someone needs to cut an official trailer for this. I want to see one with a guy talking over it. I couldn't come up with anything on the fly. So, as far as this movie goes, <clears throat> the beginning. Yes. The story of Christ. Yeah. 
Um, I know that there was a lot of controversy about this for different reasons because it did come out in the early seventies, and this what this is pure fucking hippie dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pure hippie for whatever fucking reason. A like a tour bus pulls up, like a big ass fucking yeah, like real tour bus, like huge metal bus full of people just showing up in the desert. So it's like we're here. This is where we're camping out for a bit. There's no water or source of life anywhere, <laughs> but this is where we're going to hang out and do aerobics in the sun and all of this because it's like, everyone in the story pretty much steps off of the bus ex- mm-hmm. unless they were already, you know, in the surrounding area. I think everyone that's in the movie came off that bus. I think yeah. that's the entire crew. Uh-huh. Anyone you see on screen is off that bus, mm-hmm. including the guards. Including the extra, like, uh, Jewish high priests. Absolutely everyone. Which I think is cool, because if once you figure out the movie... Oh, I didn't think the priests did. I thought they had their station on their scaffolding that was already oh, set up. no. At the beginning, you can see them putting on their robes, too, and, like, fitting the hat on. Hmm. It's absolutely everyone, which I think I was going to say, I think it's cool once you learn the movie, and you go back and you watch it again. You're like, oh, yeah, there's blah, 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 and there's Duder over there, and there's... What's her name? Well, and it only shows, like part of the bus and people stepping out. So I wonder if there are two doors and people are just like walking through it. Uh, yeah. The old out. clown trick, clown come out of the cars trick where they just hide behind the car and they keep mm-hmm. piling out. It's a classic one. Keep walking through, but just, I don't know. And everyone, including Jeebus himself. Yeah. Steps st- out of this tour bus because Jeebus lived, died and all of that in the seventies. Absolutely. You didn't know this. Did this movie tell you that? Sam. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything about Jesus before this movie and still only know about say, Jesus from this movie. I think you don't really know much about Jesus in <laughs> I'm general. I'm going to start this. Since this is the song that's playing when the bus comes up. The overture. It's spooky. There's parts of this uh, album or movie or whatever you want to call it. That are straight up spooky sounding in the music. Spooky. Which I could see people getting mad at too. Like you said, people were mad at this. That's what I heard. People picketed it. Pick it, picketed it. Pick it, pick it. And they didn't like claiming that there's a sexual relationship between Jesus and Mary. Which I personally never picked up on. No. I mean, they hint very lightly at it, but it's not like you see them like. She's not, like, rubbing him and stuff. No, and there's always the idea that it was made to seem like she was a prostitute or whatever because, like, they wanted to paint her in a bad light. In the Bible or in this? In the Bible. So that is a Bible thing? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know what's not Bible and what is. Like, how much they took from the actual Bible. What artistic license they took to accentuate their... uh, angle that they were going for and i'm not gonna pretend i know enough about the story but i'm gonna say from the beginning it's something i'm not interested in so i mean this is something that we've discussed that you've talked about loving since we've been together yeah i've known about this being something that you enjoy and you would straight say like i don't have any interest in it because it's the story of jesus and i and to me you're you're like yeah but people christians hate it and i to me that doesn't really matter what people thought of it it's still point blank a modern take at the time 
of the story of Jesus and Judas and Jesus' final... The final week? Week. Yeah. Final time. Do you think it's because you actually had an emotional connection at one point? Absolutely. And for me, it's just, it's always been just some story. And I wouldn't even say at one point. It never goes away. Really? Of like a fear that I'm wrong because it's been ingrained in me that that is like the way. Scared to you? Depending on what church you go to, that person is the right one. Oh, you mean the which denomination is right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I didn't know any of this shit. I went to church for actual religious reasons maybe six times in my life. Maybe. And I was kind of forced. You were very young, too, right? For what? When I went to church? When you were forced to go to church, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't even give you an age. Old enough to lie. To know that I was making up a lie to not go back that the kids are making fun of me for not having a dad and that totally did not happen all I know is if a bus pulled up for me to the desert and music like this is just playing from the heavens and everyone's dressed in modern cool hippie 70s clothes yeah because you're right they are they're just dressed like they would be dressed I'd get back on the bus you don't want to hang out with these people no they're awesome no, because there are weird-ass fucking camera angles and shit that happened yeah. throughout this. It's very dramatic. I didn't know it was as dramatic as it is. Like, the highs are high and the lows are low in this. It's very, very melodramatic throughout. And in ways that I didn't expect. Because people are, like, scream singing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not just singing. It's like scream singing almost. Like, every male is basically scream singing. It's an emotional time. They're looking at their potential lord and savior getting thrown to the wolves, so to speak. It's not just that. It's also other people who are like, we are high priests of whatever other religion. And Jesus is, he's a rebel and he's a radical. And he's saying that he's the son of God, even though Jesus, see, that's the thing. I don't know enough about it because Jesus was saying like, I'm not a king. I'm just trying to find the truth or whatever. Are you saying that in this movie? That's what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I don't know. Like, I didn't know if he ever claimed divinity in the Bible. I think, no, because he didn't know until he was 30 that God told him he was the son of God. And then he died at 33, supposedly. Huh. So it's only a three-year adventure of going, I'm the son of God. Mm-hmm. And walking around in his bare feet in the desert and telling people, I know that you're dehydrated and that you're seeing things that don't exist, but I am the son of God. You should follow me. Seeing things like a bus? And all these people coming out and dancing. This music is very spooky right now. I don't remember this. Yeah. I think that might be part of the reason I like it. And I also don't know if I would like it if I wasn't raised on it. And that, that's, yeah, that's Give true. Give it to me at 18. I might have been like, what the fuck is this? And that's why I do. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily go through all of the notes that I made because they're not necessarily in great order. But this is. It's something that I definitely had a wall up to that didn't even break as I was watching it the first time. And I, I made notes like. Like, I know uh, 
like no matter what, the story of Jesus will never be cool to me. So there's like there's definitely a wall up on this. I don't find it fascinating. Like it makes me uneasy. Like it makes me feel uneasy because there's always been this like internal tear that I was raised to believe this. I was devout for a chunk of my teenage years. And then as I became an adult, I fell away. I went, I kind of went hard in the other direction and was kind of like defiant and like over the top blasphemous at times. And yeah, uh, now I give less of a shit. Yeah. Because I think that I was also problematic and like pushing my ways of telling people that they were wrong. Problematic <laughs> in, in the exact face. opposite way, but pretty much the same way. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's why I don't ever really get into religious talks with people. I don't really like to post religious things unless some guy is hassling me on the street randomly about believing in the Lord. I just think that for me, I I prefer things coming from the perspective of criticizing the ideologies behind theology mm-hmm. and religion itself um, instead of like, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't think that any of this was painted in a negative light. Which, like, I'm not saying that it needed to be, It's because it wasn't made for me, but it's trying to be, like, hip and groovy and stuff, but, like, it's cheesy to me because Christ isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i going to play the next song, because this is where Judas comes in. Heaven on their minds. But uh, So Judas, as people, they know or they don't, he was one of uh, Jebus's followers. He's one of the 12 apostles, right? Yeah, and he started questioning jesus and saying that you know who the fuck are you yeah in this movie i don't know how much is i'm gonna just this last time i'm gonna say it i don't know what's in the bible but in the movie it's definitely coming across like judas just thinks he's still just a man sure he's talking about divinity and things like that but he's still just a dude who's trying to spread peace and now it's getting out of control like he's saying too much like hey dude you're getting a little fucking crazy here which, that's the whole point of the movie. It's supposed to be through the eyes of Judas, pretty much. Yeah. That it's just because they never, like, officially claim any divinity in this movie. They never say, yes, God, or Jesus is the Son of God. They also don't show the resurrection at the end. So you don't get any actual divine intervention or whatever you want to no, call it. No, you actually you don't see him turn water into wine. Nope. You don't see him multiply a meal for lots of people nope. from just like a loaf of bread and a few fish or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Like you don't see any of the They keep him a man. They keep him a man. Just a straight up man. So what I which I think is interesting because I wonder if that's one of those things, if I am going to jump into this, like they say with um, supernatural stuff or like ghosts and things, they say that animals and like babies are more open to it because they're just like more a blank slate in general, where it's almost like, and it's perspective, like you see what you want to see based on kind of what doubts you may already have about things. Yeah. So it's like the story of it and Pennywise. <laughs> you got to believe it for it to like really affect you. Yeah. So I wonder if we don't see that, which I mean, I, I like the angle of taking it just from like the normal person's perspective and just seeing him as a person and not really understanding why all these people are putting all this blind faith into him. 
because that's what it would seem like to me because I'm a skeptical person. Yeah. I, also, you think most people watching this who are have a Christian belief, they're holding on to that Jesus is the divine son in this thing. And that never was my case. Like, I always did just see him as a dude. Like, it, it hit me in a different way than I think. And talk about other people. Dude, Ted Neely grosses me the fuck out. <laughs> I think he sings next. Let's talk about Carl Anderson, who's singing right now, playing Judas. Oh, yeah. He's fucking awesome, in my opinion. I love Judas's voice. I love the way he looks. I love the outfit that he wears. A <laughs> little purple, like, leotard thing. He's definitely interesting, but everyone in this movie looks sweaty. Oh, yeah. I wonder how hot it was. It was probably very hot. It didn't look cool. Yeah, no. And this is the beginning. They had just rolling up from the bus. The play has started. And they're putting out forth that Judas... There you go. Your followers are blind. He just, he's got problems. He's got issues with the Jeebus. And so do I. <laughs> I don't have any issues with it because it's never... It's always just been a fucking story to me. I have no... It's life or death to me. That's so... I, and I just reject it. So, like, there's always a fear. It's so out of my realm of being able to comprehend. Yeah. Like, it's just so not a part of me that I can't even... But Carl Anderson can fucking wail. Oh, I love Carl's voice. I'm going to keep it playing. But it's still so day. over the top. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Yeah. If it wasn't, then it'd be fucking boring. The story of Christ is already boring enough. Let's fucking spice it up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is supposed to be intense emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is a musical. Well, I don't know what they call it in general. When it's uh, no spoken word. There's no dialogue. The whole movie it's is like just the singing. They transfer all the storyline through song. Hey, he lied to us through song. I hate when people do that. So what's happening right now in the movie? Uh, so I guess they found a place, like a little cave, to hang out. I guess that's where they live most of the time. Okay. And I guess they want answers from Jeebus. And this is Jeebus right here. This yeah. is Ted Neely. This is Ted Neely singing his little heart out. And my <laughs> God, does he sound like David Crosby to me. I must not know what David Crosby's voice sounds like, because every time this. you've said this, I've been like, uh, uh, no, this is Ted Neely's voice. <laughs> I, I hear can, I can't David Im- Crosby. I can't imagine Crosby getting those kind of notes. To me, Crosby's a drunk who just like does backup vocals. He can't get those crazy notes, but the tone of his voice is the same. The timbre of his voice? There's like a almost a wheeze in it. It's like that's a little not even tiny that. It's more like Yeah, there's a little rasp, but there's like like an old man sound sometimes. Why should you want to know? Maybe, I, I don't know how to really break it down, but I mean, if we listen to David Crosby next, you might be able to hear it, but I I just, I hear David Crosby. I'm very interested now, because but I think it takes some research to find a central David Crosby song. I don't know anything about David Crosby besides he looks like a walrus, and he was in Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. There's Mary. So this is Mary, and she wants to cool his face, and she's putting this oil on his face. Does that cool you down? No, she's actually, in this scene, she's just got a rag, and she's just dipping it in water and cleaning his face. Because like in this, like I said, in this book, movie, there's a like slight hint that Jesus is interested in fucking 
And that, well, he's still a man. Yeah, he's just a man. And we don't know what happened. That's the thing. He goes from being, I believe, 13 to 30 in the Bible. Like, you don't know what happened for a big chunk of his life. And, like, him living as a man, that's why people think that he probably had a wife, maybe had children. And then God struck them down? So then he went to the desert? Or he <laughs> was told that he was the son of God and abandoned his family and just went <laughs> and walked around the desert and fucked a prostitute. <laughs> And said, I am the son of God. Look at me. <laughs> Wash my feet. I want to talk about Ted Neely's face. Cool down my face. In this movie, oh it looks like Ted Neely. Well, first, he's got a wonky eye, he has a which wonky isn't his fault. No, but, but if they ever need Ted Neely, because he is still alive, yeah. to play like an elderly version of Pennywise, I think he could pull <laughs> off the eye wonk really well. <laughs> Ted Neely is your guy. He could be Bob Gray. That's the old. That's the version, the human version of Mr. Pennywise, the dancing clown. Pennywise, the dancing clown. Ooh, <laughs> creepy. I've been listening to the It audiobook for three days, and I'm still not through it. It's a long fucking story, but it's good. It's much better than any of the movies. So, what are we it. gonna? What, are we gonna say anything else about Ted Neely's uh, face? I was gonna say that in this movie, he's barely got any facial hair. It looks to me like he couldn't really grow facial hair. And he just tried like the hardest he could. Didn't shave because it's not. Do you think he prayed about it? I think he did. It's all straggly in places. It's like straggly. Scraggly is what I meant to say. It's just patchy. It's super patchy. It's not thick anywhere. It looks like Kirk's face did for about most of his life. So he was like hair. Jump on it (laughs) on my face. Jump on it. (laughs) Took some biotin. I think that's what it's called. By the way, I bought that biotin to make my hair grow faster. And you haven't used it? I looked it up after I bought it. Apparently, it can cause real bad skin problems. It's like a side effect. Uh-huh. Like, get you real pimply. Ooh. And there's no actual confirmed evidence that it promotes hair growth. So is it going to stay on the bathroom shelf forever? It's or is it going to get go thrown away. <laughs> okay, well, you should do that sooner. If you've made up your mind, you should just go I ahead and do I think I made up my mind point. because... Part of it's that I read that research, and the other part of it is even if I had a pill that I was supposed to take every day, I would not be good at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be good at some optional pill. Not going to happen. And going back to Ted Neely's face, I did make the note that Ted Neely is so gross to me. Um, and I don't know <laughs> if it because he's playing Jesus, and that's like part of a turnoff to me. But no, I think he's just gross because Carl Anderson is not ugly. No, he was chosen because of that. No one else is ugly in this. Not even King Herod compared to Ted Neely. Oh, King Herod? He's he's fucking awesome. I think he looks cool. Ted Neely is the fucking lamest, ugliest motherfucker in this movie. <laughs> you hear me, Jesus? I'm talking about you. My mom would be so shocked. She loves Ted Neely. She's got a coffee mug with a picture of her and Ted Neely. I know she does. Printed on it. Yeah, but the listeners don't... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot that. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that it's not just us having a conversation. So she met him backstage many, many, many times. I've seen this live at least six times with Carl Anderson and uh, Ted Neely doing the roles of Judas and Jesus. But they switched them. I don't know if you knew that. Carl Anderson would be Jesus and Ted Neely would play Judas. You know that? No. I made that up. Hey. That would be weird. I was going to say, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. And then she said the last time she saw him, or maybe it was watching videos, they could tell there's a lot of uh, added 
assistance to get the notes. Because I can't imagine being an old man and having to hit those. <laughs> Let's move on. This is a strange thing mystifying, which is pretty much Judas calling out Jesus on his bullshit. Like, hey, you're messing around with this prostitute? Well, because... Sh- to me a strange thing. She's mystifying. Putting oil on his face. Yeah, this is the song where she, she him. calls him out. She just like treats him like he's precious, like he's the baby, and just coddles him and does whatever. And I might... That's what she did, right? Well, according to the Bible? Yeah, she just catered to him, but he thought that she was, like, special. I guess. <laughs> I don't get it. I think it's a gray area for a lot of people, so that's why people are like, she was a piece of shit. People don't like Mary Magdalene? But, no, but it was the whole thing that she was, like, potentially a prostitute, but prostitute, but he hung out with, like... The everyday Joe is the whole idea. Yeah, I thought the whole idea was why spend time with the holy who already know the word? I need to go find the wretches and convert them. Isn't that the whole fucking thing? Breed more? Breed more of these things? Well, one thing that I think is really interesting about this is that Judas, he had full fucking reason, if you ask me, to argue to share the wealth with others instead of Jesus needing this pricey face oil because apparently he's a high maintenance bitch. <laughs> and uh he's insulting him right there. He's a pompous dude. Yeah, he's got an ego. I think that's another thing that pissed off people is like I read that they were mad because they made out Judas to be more of a hero in this movie than Jesus and the whole non-divinity thing. Not taking a stand that this is. Well, and Jesus did say, which was interesting. He's like, there will always be poor people. You just have to be grateful for what you have, essentially. Which, like, I know is, it's a good thing to live by. Like, there will always be, like, poor people and whatever. But, like, that just sounds like someone with expensive sweet oil on his face would say. It's because he's the one benefiting. So if he were the person not benefiting... Because he's still hanging out with all of these like less fortunate people, but he's being pampered. Yeah, they, even though they're already less fortunate, they're giving him what they have. They're giving the best of what <laughs> they have. And it's like, you could help so many people with this. And he's just like, look, dude, there are always going to be poor people. So I might as well live it up. <laughs> so everybody should just be grateful for what they have. Let this fucking whore put oil on my face. And she's like, it's sweet. The sweet oil. For whatever reason, it has to be sweet. That's because the sweet berries of the time made your skin look radiant and smooth. I just, yeah, I think so far, uh, I'm I'm on Judas's side because Judas seems like I, I think that's a fair argument to be like, look, like this could be spread out through people who actually need your help instead of you just playing along with, I'm a king, mm-hmm. treat me like a king. Yeah, give it to me. So at this point. They've set down the groundwork. Judas is pissed. He's now called Jesus out. He's just saying, I don't I don't believe all this. Jesus is now pissed. I think he does believe it. To I mean, the, he still loves him for the most friend. part. Yeah, he believes it for the most part, but he doesn't like the whole claiming the son of God thing at this point and causing so much trouble when they could just... It's almost like he's saying, like, hey, you're getting in the way of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do good things, 
and then you don't have to go around and be like, me, 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 me. Just fucking let's buy some stuff and go give it to these people. And honestly, throughout the movie, I mean, it does have to end up being me, me, me about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. It, I don't. I kind of agree with the idea that it doesn't necessarily paint him in the best light, but it paints him in a human light. Yeah, which and is it, they didn't like, <laughs> and it paints him how people would have seen him from their perspective because it's very human to have doubt yeah. and to doubt and have an like. I don't. I, I to clash with egomania. Yeah. No one likes that. Yeah. And that's always been an issue. That's what starts wars. Then someone said something at another point about him starting a war. But yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Uh, here we get to meet the next characters, which is the high priest of Judaism. They added this song for this movie because they didn't think they laid the groundwork enough in the play. This is then we are decided. <laughs> and this is one of my favorites. Anything sung by these two dudes, Caiaphas and Anus. Very <laughs> polarizing, like different vocals. Crazy different vocals. There's Caiaphas. This is a different recording than what's in the movie, right? Nope. It's not? This is the exact same soundtrack. Caiaphas, let him be. You've mentioned like two times now that it sounds a little different. Well, it did not sound different, but you didn't notice things. I'm really. just not as familiar with it in yeah. general. And I, like I said, I had a wall up the first time. It, the second viewing was easier. Yeah. But I don't know that I got enough. If I've absorbed it enough to even feel like I can be a fair critic to the movie itself, other than the fact that it's fucking dramatic and it's just like... <laughs> I mean, I got a problem with that, Andrew Lloyd Webber, but that might just be his style. I think it is. To make everything so big and boisterous, because I don't like anything he's ever done. I don't like Phantom of the Opera. I've never seen it. I hate the music. Yeah. hate it. I don't think I've... I can't really think of any other musical I've ever actually watched besides Cannibal the Musical. Oliver is technically a musical. Never seen it all the way. Shame. But that's just built in because my dad was an actor and he did that. It's built in. I wonder how many things are just built in and that's why we like things. Most everything. Yeah. We just trickle down from our environment. Oh, trickle down. Thanks. We were talking about the Jesus thing earlier. I think Jesus is a believer in trickle down economics. <laughs> that's what he did with his blood. He was like, let this trickle down economically, you poor motherfuckers. Drink the oil seeping from my skin and my blood. I love the music in this. It's super 70s. It's like groovy. I think it is. I listen to the actual like bass lines, and the bass player is fucking awesome on this album. He does like walks and. We have decided. And then the drums. Oh yeah, that's when they decided they gotta take down Jeebus, or else their job is gonna be taken away. I think that's what it is mostly. They're worried worried about their jobs. It's like the most ancient form of. He's gonna keep letting it play. That's fine. Is it a long soundtrack? Is it a lot of? Uh, not necessarily, but I think we talked for longer than we usually do without playing anything. So I kind of got behind. So I'm just gonna let it play. I got butt. And here we go. We got Mary right. rubbing him down again. We have Mary Magdalene. Who's what's her name? Yvonne Elliman. I don't remember. I think it's Yvonne Elliman who had a a hit. 
But lately, oh, she, she had ran into what some trouble. That? Yeah, what was the hit? The That's hit? what we're talking about. We will listen to it later, but it is, If I can't have you. Oh, that, yeah. I don't want nobody, baby. Which I, I, I guess I should say, I did watch the TV version of this. Oh, with John Legend and Alice Cooper. And, and Sarah Borelius, or however you say her name, and she did this part. She was much better, in my opinion, than this Mary. Mm-hmm. I would prefer her. I, for some reason, have always couldn't stand Yvonne Elliman. I don't like her voice. I just and I hate all of her songs. <laughs> it sounds so to this time that like I don't hate it. For me, it almost feels like a Coke commercial or something. I can see that. So for me, it's just nostalgic. Oh, here we go. See, yeah, I, I jumped the gun. Calling them out. Yeah, that's why I said we got ahead. No one weren't playing the songs of what we were describing. Because I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with it to know what's yeah. being said when, like, during what song and stuff. So that's why I'm not. I, I wasn't placing it in the right spot. Yeah. From here on out, I'm just gonna let it play. Cause it's it's how the movie is. Just letting it play. I'm basically playing the audio of the whole movie. <laughs> Ugh. See, for me. Yeah, it's not as polarizing for me. I mean, I get it. I don't think it's a good song. I love the parts of Carl Anderson in it, and this part. But, I, yeah, I don't think... I think you just don't like her voice. Uh, oh, yeah. You know I don't like women's voices 98% of the time? And it's so smooth. I think that when you do, when like, when you do, like, a woman's voice, it has, like, rasp and power, and her voice just sounds, like, sweet and light yeah. and soft. It's not hard at all. It's yeah. very soft, and I think you oh, like hard go. voices. Oh, Jesus, laying out those notes. <laughs> David Crosby could have done that. <laughs> no. David Crosby can get drunk and pass out on a lawn. And make babies for Melissa Etheridge. Oh, yeah, he did do that, didn't he? He did. He's got a monster sperm. Monster sperm. He's got monster face, <laughs> so I assume his sperm is monster-esque. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the smoothness and softness of her voice because every other voice in this entire thing is like powerful is like and mean and sometimes. I also think this is a point where maybe technicality wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, that makes sense. I have listened to other people do these roles of Jesus and Judas, and they'll make it cleaner, and I'll go, ugh, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Come on. It's just her voice sounds so soft and polished. Yeah. I don't want to say polished, but like, yeah, maybe polished, like slippery and just like. like she has technicality and mm -hmm. is trying not to ruin her voice where everyone else in this is like, I don't give a fuck if I ruin my voice. I'm going to go. <laughs> I watched a dude do the Judas. He's the current Judas on tour right now because it's on tour in the U.S. right now. Yes. Which they're going to be in Cincinnati in uh, June. Are you going to take your mom? No, because I listened to the guy who does Jesus and Judas, and they're both too clean. Do they sound white? Mm, I mean, no. Judas is black again. Okay. Well, I mean, he could still sound whiter, technically. I, and he kind of does. It's just more smoother. It's more, like, up-to-date. It's the just priests. not my thing. Yeah, this is the, the high, high priestess. Priest. High priestess. <laughs> high priests. High priestesses. This is when they think that... He's trying to convince 
the rest of the people that they got to do something about Jesus because it's pretty much been laid out the way I saw it was that they're Caiaphas is not fully in charge he's got to convince the rest of the priests we got to do something before he can carry on and take us down yeah he's like we need everyone to stay united for us to be able to like be successful with this we can't have someone breaking off into their own religions and they got this angle that I picked up for the first time watching this with the critical eye like I said earlier he's more worried about their jobs and so is Anus Anus but I call him Anus why wouldn't you? It seems like <laughs> my mom got so mad at Bob and I when we'd be like, wow, that guy playing Anus is doing a real good job. She's showing two boys <laughs> this movie, and someone's name is Anus. How is she? I mean, she's silly if she thinks that that's not going to go where it's going to go. I would say Anus, but I'm sorry, continue. Oh, here it comes. It's the best part. We need a more permanent solution to our problem. <laughs> then? Amazing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When that happens live and the guy nails it, Uh because I have seen footage of a guy not nailing it, but when he nails it, the whole crowd goes, Whoa! It's just one of those parts that if you're a fan, you're just waiting for, and you're just like, Are you going to do it? It's yeah, it goofy. Is. It's goofy. It's silly. Which is probably why I like it. I've laughed every time. <laughs> and by that I mean both times. <laughs> but I don't remember what I was going to say. When I first saw this movie, I wasn't religious in any way. But I definitely still had like, I'm supposed to believe in this. Yeah. It's the truth and the way. So later, when they say that Jesus must die, I remember being like, "Oh my God, they can't say that. That's that's bad." How do we deal with a carpenter king? Ah man, I think if a local production still did this, I think I would try out for it. I've never tried out for anything in my life, yeah, acting or singing wise. But a conservative Catholic town such as this that we live within the limits of would not bring Jesus Christ Superstar it into this It almost town. came to the high school when we were in high school. But it didn't. Yeah, they chose a... Uh, what did they choose instead? I can't remember. Fucking Footloose? I think it was. I think it was. Because I played guitar for Footloose that year. You're fucking right. It was Footloose. Okay. I remember being pissed. Because I would have tried out for it. Absolutely. I would have gone for Judas. <laughs> I always hated the song Footloose. Footloose. And uh, that was an interesting way to say that. Yeah, boy, here so we go. So <laughs> I was never very interested in the movie, and then when I actually watched it. Yeah. It's terrible, right? It's, it's not my cup of tea. No. I mean, John Lithgow is good. Kevin Bacon is not enjoyable to look at, but... It was, yeah, it's not for me. I've never seen the actual movie Footloose. I just know the story from playing guitar for it and having to see it on stage about 30 times. It's a ridiculous story. Yeah, it's a fucking stupid story. Someone town bands dancing? Because a kid died da- after a dance? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> but they won't ban bars. Or driving. Wait, do they or... ban alcohol in the town? I think they do. I don't know. We're probably wrong. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about I haven't been wrong around. about anything. I've just been saying I don't know. <laughs> Other than I know that a kid died and dancing was banned. 
And John Lithgow's like, no, you can't dance. You can't dance. But, but Kevin Bacon's got too much to prove. He's got too much. I was going to say soul in his hips, but that's definitely not true. <laughs> he's a weirdo looking dude, isn't he? he? I think so. I think he's he looks like a skeleton man. It makes sense he that does. he played in Hollow Man. Because he, oh, Hollow Man. It looks like he has skin and bones. See his penis in Hollow Man. You do. And in, uh, I almost said Needful Things. That's definitely not true. He's not in that movie. Was it Unbreakable? No. no. It's the movie where there's the threesome scene with Matt Dillon. Wild Things. That's what it is. Oh, you see it in that? Mm-hmm. There's a threesome with Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon, Nev Campbell, and... She had two kids with Charlie Sheen. What is her name? I can't believe I don't remember her name, but I don't care. Do you see Matt Dillon's penis? No, Matt Dillon shows up and Kevin Bacon is in the shower. And there's no real reason that you see it, but you do. It's just because Kevin wanted to show it. It's kind of like Harvey Keitel. He just wants to show his ass. I mean, but it's Harvey Keitel. You want to see his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see everybody's ass. (laughs) Denise Richards was the lady. Ah, yes. I'll look at any ass. I'll look at any peen. I'll look at any boobs. Whatever. I don't care who you are. I'll look at it. I think it's natural to be curious about human bodies. (laughs) Because it's natural to be, like, excited and stimulated by human bodies. I don't even think I... It's built into us. I guess I'm taking excited and stimulated in a sexual way. It doesn't have to be... Yeah, it doesn't have to be sexual just to be like... I'm just interested. Look at that. What does yours look like? (laughs) I don't know what mine looks like. And the bigger it is, the more it bounces. So you... It's going to get your attention if it's... (laughs) Do you remember watching Chernobyl? And they have that scene where the guys have to get naked because they're in the mines and it's too hot. Of course I do. And you're like, there's penises. And I ran from the other room. (laughs) It was because I saw at the beginning of the episode that there was going to be nudity. So I was trying to, I I was just as a joke, like trying to come up with what I thought it was going to be, like what the nudity was going to be. I had no fucking idea in my wildest imagination. It was just going to be a bunch. A room full of cocks? A room full of cocks. (laughs) And guys just like walking quickly and I mean, dicks and balls flying everywhere. Everywhere. I liked it. I like to see even stuff because it's almost always tits. You almost always just see tits in movies for no real reason. So, if you're going to do that, throw a dick in there. I don't think tit equals dick. Vagina equals dick. Show the bush. That's not a vagina. That's just hair. I want to see spread eagle. (laughs) That look you just gave me. Because that's disgusting. Vaginas aren't pretty. Uh, Says a person who's not into vaginas. Pretty? Vaginas are goddamn gorgeous. No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked at a vagina and been like, that's a pretty vagina. So I'm, I can't remember if... Oh, yeah. So all these people are dancing for Jesus. And they're just... They're covered in sweat. Oh, they yeah. look worked. Oh, yeah. So it, it's it was this scene that really made me think about the filming sessions and how, like treacherous the temperature was and things because the people are just like drenched but then I also started thinking maybe it's not environmental maybe it's just that Jesus made people like 
dance as hard as possible in the hot desert sun before he would even consider saving their souls. <laughs> maybe maybe that was like part of what he did. He was like, no, you have to prove to me because he, he had no expression on his face the entire time. Yeah. I mean, the real reason is because they're they're doing that praising thing that he doesn't, that he seems to like, but he doesn't like at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. In this song, they're telling him like, "You're the one. You're the guy who's gonna do it all." And then like at the end of this song, he's like, "Hey, calm the fuck down." But at the same time, he's like, "Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me." Uh, to your point of dancing and stuff, there's a bunch of times in this movie where it looks treacherous. And not just a heat wave, but like they're dancing on like dirt and rocks and huge stones and stuff. There's been several times in this whole movie where I'm like, that dude could just slip once and he's fucking dead. Like, like earlier when they're on the scaffolding, the Jew- Jewish priests, mm-hmm. they're really fucking high up in the air. They're up on like a mountain range thing, like a huge hill. And they're extended further with the scaffolding. If one of them fucking tumbled, they were going down hard. Yeah, down hard. And like there's scenes where Jesus is running with sandals on and stuff, and he's actually wearing sandals. His feet are fucking covered in dirt. Well, I mean, they had tour buses in the 70s, but apparently they did not have tennis shoes, sneakers, whatever you call them. They gave the guards boots? They didn't have kicks. Yeah. At least these hippies didn't, but like the guards, they're carrying machine guns and they have, uh, like I said, boots and a nice purple shirt. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's whether or not you accept capitalism. Maybe so. Because have, we haven't gotten to the part where they're in the place where Jesus is mad. No, not yet. Is that coming up soon? Not really. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's going to be on this. Because that's just a scene where it's just... I don't know if it's in the soundtrack. We'll find out. This part is ridiculous. (laughs) You win a car. You win a car. You win a car. You get a car. You get a car. (laughs) You get the car. You get the car. The guy dancing in this is fucking awesome, I think. Especially in this part. Because he's just like doing whatever he wants. And he's just flailing his arms around. Real jangly. This is the scene where you see this line of spit from tooth to tooth when he opens his mouth real wide. I didn't think it was as bad as. Oh, it's been burning in my brain as a huge loogie. <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. Here we go. Jesus telling people, calm the fuck down. So he's got this weird thing about him in this whole movie where it's like. Where he sounds like fucking David Crosby and it sucks. Sure. It does not suck. <laughs> uh, it sucks that I imagined David Crosby. Did you say David Cosby that time? I said Crosby. <laughs> David Cosby. I want somebody to superimpose Cosby and Crosby together. I, I bet it already think, exists. I don't think David Crosby wants that. I don't give a fuck what David Crosby wants. Cosby was a rapist and we know this now. Do we know Crosby wasn't? No, he was just willing to give a sperm out to anybody who wanted it. He didn't have to rape. Everybody wanted that Crosby dick. <laughs> he did look quite different back in the day. He wasn't a giant walrus man. He was just a thin walrus. He was basically the same. All that I knew, my poor Jerusalem. 
This is so crazy because I don't know words to anything, but somehow I know the words, almost every word to this Jesus story. The only thing I know about Hebus. There are a lot of times in this, and I don't know if it's just because it's older audio quality, yeah. but I don't understand always what's being said. I could see that. But there were times, but it's more when like Carl Anderson is scream singing that I can't always make out things that he's saying. But not not all the time. Like, and I can make out like the idea of what's happening. It's yeah. just every single word I can't always clearly make out. Yeah, it's. I think it's. They also say words in weird phrasing because like when they, the way I see it in this musical is like they're trying to fit ideas in, so they gotta like. Say half words sometimes that blend into the next part. Makes sense. And it sounds like a totally new, different word, but it was just, you know, crammed together really fast. And like you said, sometimes there's really weird timing mm-hmm. to their vocals, but I think it's because they're trying to make it not a straight song. I think they're trying to like. Motion into ex- it. Yeah, yeah. And here we get introduced to Barry Denon playing Pontius Pilate or Pilate Pontius I don't know which one I've saw, seen him written both ways he was a lover of Barbara Streisand and helped uh, get like helped her build an act which essentially helped build a career for her for Barbara and then yeah for Babs and then over time he uh, realized that he was gay how do you think you realize that because I think that there's an you think that you're told that it's just not like even an option. Because so it would have been in his time, like it was. I mean, and still today, it's. I mean, people are immediately like, like you're a girl, play with girl things. You're a boy, play with boy things. Do you think that little girl is cute? Oh, when you get older, like you two are gonna like, get married. Look, they oh, got a little girlfriend. Uh huh. Like they push. That's just naturally pushed on everyone from the get go. And he's probably afraid of not getting work, too. And it's it's probably just, like, not even realizing it until... Because that, that's kind of how they took it with the Freddie Mercury thing and the Bohemian Rhapsody, which I did finish. And uh, he, he didn't know. He wasn't just walking around being like, oh, he knew that he was bi. Really? See, that's the... Is that he was look, he would look at people... But and then people would look at him, and they would just be like, "I mean, he would go on what like his temptations that like seemed desirable to him, but it was never that he was like seeking out and like knew what it was. It seemed like someone had to like kiss him to really put it put it in his head that he liked it." Huh. So I wonder if for Barry it was like, do you think he fooled around with dudes for a long time and then just accepted it, or one day he was just like, "Wait a minute, I'm really attracted to this guy." Maybe the latter. Yeah. Maybe someone just caught his eye and he was just like, I'm attracted to this person, not this gender. That seems to be the new way, right? For some people. I think so. I think it's like that for a lot of people. Putting gender to the side and just, you know, I love that person, whether you have a dick or a vagina. Uh Uh-huh. I like dick, so. Oops. Here we go. This is Jesus getting mad and throwing a bunch of stuff. Which this scene, they have like machine guns and like strippers going on and cash registers that wouldn't exist at this time. All I know is it's like, yeah, it's just like shops, like outdoor shops. And there's this big, huge uh, thing with mirrors on it that he pushes over. And to me, it's like, Jesus hate capitalism. Jesus smash. 
and he's just Jesus smash everything. You know why he's mad, right? Because it's in his temple. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. Yeah, it's supposed to, he's supposed to keep his temple clean. And people are, he's like, what is this capitalist bullshit? Why are you selling things? What, get this out of here. This is not welcome here. Tell me, Jesus, you could have sold machine guns and then given the poor some money. No, because he didn't want people to see wealth. He wanted to hide all that wealth. <laughs> for him? For himself. So everyone could think. I want you all to think that we're poorer than we are. <laughs> so I can have these sweet, delicious oils for my skin. <laughs> but I don't need to fix my wonky eye. <laughs> Poor man. Oh, he's, he's worshipped like a god. People treat him like he is not human in this. So it also just kind of makes me... Yeah, again, it just makes me not on his side. I'm just like, who is this prick? And he barely even, like, reacts and responds to things. He just looks at people dead-eyed all the time. It seems to have temper tantrums, too. Yeah, and then he'll just, like, say snarky things. And he'll... Yeah. He's, it, it, so it's basically like, if you don't agree with me, if you don't agree that I'm the best, <laughs> fuck you, is how it seems like. So, yeah, it doesn't... Definitely in the movie, for sure. Like. Mm -hmm. He has tantrums in either way. It's not just like freaking out and breaking stuff. Where he calls like Which people idiots did. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. For that one time, yeah. But then there's other times they'll be like, "Hey, man, I really like you." And then he'll be like, "You don't understand. You don't fucking get it." And they're like, "Hey, dude, I was just telling you that I believe in your way." Yeah, you don't know what the future holds. Get the fuck out of here. What's happening now? Ah. Uh, After all. I think this is when he's, I don't remember. I think this is when he's talking to God, right? And he's climbing up that mountain. I believe so, because he's like, after I've tried for three years. So yeah. he's been, since God told him who he was and what his journey oh, was, no, he feels like not he's not getting anywhere. That happens later. This is when he gets to, sees all the lepers and all the sick people out in the desert, and they're trying to get him to touch them. Oh, because they're like, save us, them. we heard yeah, about your... Yeah powers yeah your powers your word has traveled that you have wanted to spread yeah. so now give us what you say you can do yeah and then at the end of this he's like hi there's too many of you yeah he's just like i can't like go away and it's just oh. like what do you expect <laughs> it's a oh shit you called me out uh uh too many of you gotta go <laughs> it's like you're you're literally saying i'm the one you're not saying there are m more of me i'm the one I am his son, so, like, of course people are going to want to come to you for help. Because you're like, I can provide these things for you, the truth. Hey, dude, you said you had the goods, and I want the goods. Where are the goods? Uh, there's too many. I gotta go. <laughs> this, uh, I was talking to you earlier about how it's always interesting to go to the live versions and see what they decide to do and how to show things because they obviously can't do exactly what they did in the movie. Yeah. I've seen this part done in a very strange way where they're just like I can't even explain it. They're not dressed up in the rags. They're like almost dressed in just like regular poor hobo clothes. You know how they do that? Hobo clothes? Yeah, hobo clothes. You know how they do that comparison to like current times and then they go back to ancient like it's kind of set in two times during this movie. Like okay. they, they talk about things that are present in the 70s, but then they're 
It's supposed to be like whatever AD. They're like Watergate and Jesus Christ. Uh, and they said that this was such a powerful thing because it was like going against the main grain. And at this of time the in the vein. 60s and 70s was that mentality existed already. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hate this fucking song. <laughs> I'm going to say I hate this fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't hate her. I just hate her fucking voice. And she recently got busted for meth. <laughs> That's right. Her and her boyfriend were traveling. I think it was boyfriend. That's what it person who she, or husband. Oh, it was her husband. Uh, but she was actually uh, yeah, carrying drugs. It was meth and weed. Going to Guam. Going to Guam. I found that. Did you see the picture of her? Mugshot? Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> she's smiling real big in it. Like she's taking a promotional material video or picture. Yeah, so this is this is kind of part of what where I feel like the ballads are very whiny, and there's the strong like '70s drone ballad sound, which I'm not yeah. a fan of. No. So I also I understand how this can turn you off, but this is just like an example of how I feel like this is very extreme, and each extreme are very overdramatic by being so high, and this being mm. so just like. Like she's bleeding. Seepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. just bleeding with emotion and sadness and drama and. I also think too, like you were saying, you don't know if it's just the sound quality of the '70s. It seems like sometimes she kind of overpowers the microphone, mm -hmm. and I can hear that, and it's not a good growl in my mind because I like growl and I like aggressive, but I'd rather be in the voice than her just overpowering the microphone. I skip this song all the time. If, this is if not, I were into this, I would do the same thing as well. Like, uh, if, if this is something that I would put on, I yeah. mean. This is an album that I put on when I'm driving late at night like from tours and shows and stuff, and I need to stay awake. I will put this album on, and I will blast it, and I will sing along with it. Because it's one of the few albums I know, like, every word to. Especially <clears throat> these songs. I skipped this fucking song. There's, I not only skipped this song, there's parts of this this album where she starts the song, and I know I love the Carl Anderson part, and I just fast forward really quick. I'll just be like, okay, about 20 seconds in, boom, there we go. Makes sense. <laughs> I just never enjoyed it. I remember the first time I watched this, at least the first time I remember watching it. Yeah. My mother and I ate at Classic Pizza. She was telling me about this movie. And then she's like, well, we're going to go home and watch it then. So I just have this memory of leaving Classic Pizza and coming back here. And yeah, I'm going to watch a Jesus movie. And the only song I remember was, uh, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Well, tell me what's they, happening. They do that multiple times as well throughout it. Yeah, sort of. Mm -hmm. It happens multiple times. Two times. Two times. Two times. <laughs> yeah, boy, Yvonne. Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne. You make Sam yawn. She does. She like it almost pisses me off. <laughs> and you're right. It's just every every choice of chords and tone, and that whole song is just not my fucking mm -hmm. style at all. It's not. It's like shitty disco almost. Like shitty ballad disco. 
where they'd the rest of the album would be all dancey sound, and then all of a sudden it'll be like one song is super ballady. We're gonna take a break after this song. I wanted to lay it out. This is when it turns the tide. Judas has decided that he's gonna sell out the Jesus and take his part in the story. <laughs> I know that all of out of all of the things that make total sense in this movie, like Jesus living, dying, and all of that in the seventies. There's an awful lot of electric guitar happening right now oh, yeah. for being in the desert and not having electricity. Fuck yeah, rock opera, baby. Rock opera. Rock opera. You know, that's what the Chupacabra's favorite musical is. A rock opera. <laughs> <laughs> I read about, okay, so like, I already mentioned like the machine guns. That sounds like Fantasia-esque. Yeah, I can continue. hear that. Sounds <laughs> Jethro Tull. Uh... We got the tank, or not tanks, uh, machine guns. We got the bus at the beginning. He's running from tanks in this scene where, like, tanks are just coming over the hill. I tried to read of why they made all these decisions to bring in uh, modern things at that time. Mm-hmm. And the dude said that because he was trying to make an alliteration in a comparison to the way people felt now, like, going against the grain of... Because Jesus is going against everything that you're supposed to do. Are the village people coming down? Are they coming down the hill at this time? The village people? Yeah. Sure. The men in those purple tank tops. Oh no. This is when he's he's talking to the high priests, and they got those hats on that look like you know those punching balloons that you could buy. Oh yeah. They look like deflated punching balloons on their heads. I just love anything Carl Anderson does on this album. He's got the right aggression. He's got the right... Yeah. He's not perfect. There's some notes that he misses sometimes, but I fucking like it. And like you said, he scream sings. Yeah. This this kind of has like a hair metal feel to it, though. Really? Huh. I mean, just that it's like rocky. The, the singing, it makes sense to me that like... Sebastian Bach was in this at some point because yeah, it's so over the top yes. and hair metal to me is really dramatic yeah. screaming rock. So yeah, I mean I don't think the music sounds like hair metal. No. I think the vocals. Jesus, especially for sure, since he does straight up go. <laughs> yeah, he has like a, a hair metal style. Oh yeah, he probably could have been a probably could have been a hair metal dude if he wanted to be. This music has like a 60s. Boom, 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 boom. I can't, like a. I see flowers and stuff. <laughs> anus. Anus. What's this guy's name? Caiaphas is the guy with the low voice. Anus is the guy with the high voice. And Judas is the guy with the perfect voice. <laughs> That guy is awesome. Caiaphas with that low tone. Oh, yeah. It's extreme. Yeah. It stands out so much compared to the other voices. Because even, I mean, he always sings next to that guy, Annis, who has, like, the highest voice of anybody. Pitched voice, yeah. (laughs) So it's just very opposite. Yeah. I remember watching the NBC version and thinking that the guy who played Caiaphas did not fucking hit it. I feel like that was on, like, internet-wise. I feel like that was... A consensus? Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't have it. 
Ma. Ma. And Paul Kettle. The most, the softest part for. Uh, Your penis. <laughs> for Judas. I'm going to bring up, you interrupt me just as much as I interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I just say things like, uh, like your penis versus this whole like drawn out thing. But continue. No, they get drawn out because you say I'm interrupting. Oh, you got Oliver. I do. Hanging Ho- out by your head. Hopefully he speaks. He hasn't spoken in a while. It'd be a good. T- Come on. Dur- speak while the. Speak. While the choir is singing. This is like the parts. That they do allude to the divinity parts, where they uh, uh, like they add that choir sound. That's like the only times I ever get any religious undertones from this. I mean, besides being the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. but for me, like I said, it doesn't feel religious it to me at all. It's just, just a, a fucking story. story. It's not so the truth. The only time the I way. get religious, no, the only time I get religious undertones is when they do that choir kind of stuff because that's that is religious to me. I hear a choir of that sound, and that's just religion to me. Must die, must die, right. this Jesus must die. <laughs> I'm telling you, that part used to weird me out. There's a cat asshole ex- right next to where I need to put my face, hey. so I'm like scared <laughs> to talk into this. I can just smell your butthole. Please go. I love you so- <laughs> just keep shoving it more in your face. There we go. I love you, cat. <laughs> you dick. Oliver's been very mad at me, so. So you're going to take it while you can get it. Mm-hmm. The love. So- Carl Anderson had a number two Billboard hit, and I've never heard it. I didn't even know it existed mm-hmm. until you told me it existed. So we're going to take a listen to Friends and Lovers, and that's what we're going to go out on for the break. But Here we, we go. we'll listen for a little bit, because oh, you yeah. need to get a taste of it. And let me tell you what. Is it, it going to suck? Nothing like the Carl Anderson that we hear. He's going to be more smooth, isn't he? What would you think it's a... Do it with some lady. (laughs) That's Carl. (laughs) Oh my god, this sucks so bad already. It's really bad. How did this go to number two? I think it has a familiar chorus, but I'm not sure. We'll see how catchy it is. But this is rough. Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Carl Anderson at all. Nothing. It doesn't sound like the same person at all. Super fucking lame. Because I was, when I heard his voice and, like, he can fucking sing in the movie. So I was like, surely he had a career. And this was it. And and I guess because he made songs like this, that's why he didn't have much of a career. Because... Fuck this shit. And this was definitely an era where this would have been popular. This would have been popular for like a year, this style of song. It was also an era on his part to release this song, even though it went to number two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, think, <laughs> I thought you were saying it was an era, E-R-A. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it was an era where this would have been popular. This is like Barry Manilow time. This is like when a Barbara Streisand song would have been popular on the radio. Oh, this sucks. This is soft rock. Yeah, this is bullshit rock is what it is. Well, we're going to take a break. Yeah, let's get the fuck out Let's go fuck. <laughs> I'll call Whoopi. We'll be back.
This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Hi there, it's me, Outrageous Philbin, and I'm here to tell you about a podcast that you probably haven't listened to. It's called the Abraham Crackling and Go. God damn it. Wrong! Again? Yes, right. do it again. Hey, this is me, Outrageous Philbin. Fuck. What the fuck, man? All right, one more take, all right? Yeah, okay. Hey, guys, this is me, Outrageous Philbin, and I'm a... God damn it, I'm, you do it then. All right, I'll do it. Move to the side, move to the side. Hi, everyone, it's me, your favorite ex-president crack-addicted motherfucker. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Abraham Lincoln Crack Emporium Show, then you're fucking up big time, buddy. We got guests, we got crack, we got everything you've ever wanted. So give a listen to The Abraham Lincoln Crack Emporium Show wherever you find podcasts. Presented by the couple of critics assholes. Ha <laughs> ha, take that, you sons of bitches. This episode is also brought to you by... Man, I really love the music in Jesus Christ Superstar. I wish all music could be about my favorite movie. What's that you say? Who the hell are you? Did you say that you love Jesus Christ Superstar? And that you wish you could listen to more music about your favorite movie? Yeah, but how did you get in here? You need the new Jesus Christ Superstar All-Star Rock Hits album. Here, let's listen to a few of my favorites. Rock a boy, Jesus Christ Superstar. He'll be betrayed by two in his flock. When the whip cracks, the blood drops will fall. And then will die Jesus Christ Superstar. JC Superstar, that is who you are. Nailed up there real far. Reaching for the stars Blonde hair, white feet Oil on your face You took the best while the poor suffered Now it's you who has it rougher Uh Don't you remember you told me you love me, Jesus? Superstar, you usher Christ Jesus. Jesus, 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 oh Jesus. Crucify you, thorn crown too. I still don't know how or why you're inside of my home, but I'm sure glad you came and told me about this. How do I get a copy? Jesus Christ Superstar All-Star Rockets Sold anywhere Bibles and bullets are sold We are back with Miss Yvonne She does not sound the same at all No, it's just like Carl Anderson They don't sound like themselves when they actually were oh, in a studio. I heard a little bit there. I don't hate her voice here. Mm, yeah. Uh. Can't really hear it much either. Yeah, not anymore. Fading out. <laughs> we are back. 
Back for the attack, Jack. Smoke crack. What? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Couple of Critics podcast. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here to talk about More Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who are you? What have you sacrificed? My life? My three past three fucking years, man. Don't give me that look. This guy. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Well, I'm going to get started. We're going back in. This is the Last Supper song, and then we can discuss. So, I don't know if you noticed, and I never noticed it the entire time I've seen this movie. When they start this scene, okay. right before he's doing things, they all take the exact same positions of the Last Supper picture. Mm-hmm. Like, it shows them, and they're, like, doing the weird hand motions. and like, Yeah, they, like, I, freeze. I had never noticed that in all the times I've seen this. And I was, I was like... Very impressed. I was like, "Oh, that's a really cool choice." Like, I'm surprised you never noticed that because you've seen this so many times. Yeah, I can't believe I never noticed it. I wonder if my mom has noticed it. I need to talk to her since she's the Jesus Christ superstar aficionado. Jesus. I would love. They did this thing a while ago where uh, you could sit next to Ted Neely or Barry Denon and watch the movie. Like, you could sit in the theater, too, and not pay the extra money to sit by either of those two. Yeah. But I desperately wanted to get a ticket for my mom to sit next to Ted Neely and watch it. But it was sold out the immediate time that I looked at it, so I couldn't provide her with that. But it would have been cool to take her anyway and just watch the movie. And I think they did question and answer stuff. Because both Barry Denon and uh, Ted Neely rode these roles out. Really? Yeah, I think Barry did it live on stage a few times that I might have seen him. But I know Ted Neely did it as much as possible. And to when he probably shouldn't have been doing it anymore. Like, that's an old man on stage. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that's He has like an Jesus. older sounding voice to me anyway. Yeah, but when he's up there and you can like see the liver spots on his hands and stuff. <laughs> it might be time to hang up the Jesus robe, sir. Yeah, Jesus never got old and he never was never old enough to develop liver spots. No. It's I'll have to show you the video later. It's it's one of those things where he's doing the big song where he's walking up the hill, so he gets that real big high note that we're gonna hear later. And it shows like the the rest of the crew on the sidelines like, is he gonna do is he gonna do it? And they're like holding their hands. And then he sort of hits it, and they're all like, oh, my God. Oh. They start, like, walking around. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like I said, my mom swears there's computer assistance going on by the end of it. Auto-tunes. Yeah. Which I, I don't blame the guy. They expect a lot from him. And he's probably still, like, living off of that role. So he's like, I gotta do this fucking tour again. Does he? Or is it a problem that he just doesn't know when to hang his fucking hat? I think that's part of it. My mom has also said she feels like sometimes he thinks he is actually Jesus. <laughs> he looks like he thinks that. Yeah, he never got rid of the long hair. He's always got the goatee. He's pretty much always looked the same. He looked. He turned into a, more of like a caricature of himself the older he got, though. Yeah. It's creepy. I think everybody does that. I mean, Johnny Depp did, so it's kind of the same style. Oh, fuck, you gotta put 80 bracelets on and six scarves and some weird hat you probably paid $200,000 for. Da-da, 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 da-da,
<laughs> Another scarf wearing bracelet wearing bastard. <laughs> Eyeliner. He looks healthier Ladies now than pants. he did like in 2000 to 2010. Who's into a show? <laughs> Who's really into Polly Shore? Is that what he says? No. Huh. Oh, here we go. This is Jesus and Judas not getting along, man. Two best friends hit it against each other in the name of the Lord. The only thing that seems to really stand between them is Jesus's ego. And or Judas just being like, I can't accept this. Or Judas's jealousy. You can take it either way. Is that the idea of it? Like, what is it that makes G- Judas, I mean, as far as the movie goes, it doesn't feel like there's ever a specific thing that he says. It's not like, it doesn't come across as like jealousy or anything to me. No. It's just, you're taking this too far. Listen to me. I'm your friend. Well, in the first song, Heaven on Their Minds, he says something like, uh, He's pretty much scared that they're going too far and then they're going to get wiped out. Multiple people from said the that it was it was dangerous. Yeah, that's basically where he's coming from and not mm-hmm. like how can we do any further good work if you're fucking dead? Like if they're going to throw us all in jail because you're being so divinity driven. Like we might as well lay low and actually do good and not get in trouble. And if they give us trouble, let's get the fuck out of this town. But he's like but you gotta come at the angle that Jesus knows this is the plan. He knows he's supposed to be here. He knows Judas is supposed to be the guy to fucking turn him in. It's because God told him. Yeah. So. It's a, it's a weird fucking thing. Like a jaded, 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 jaded Mandarin. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. I'll give it to him. I just. I think he sounds like David Crosby, but I mean, not the same. Abilities, per se. Yeah. Jesus hits the highest notes out of anybody in this thing. Sure, Anus has the highest register for most of the songs. He doesn't have the ability, like, or the time to, like, sing as much. This is Jesus' story. It's not Anus' story. Yeah, but I don't... It's like they wrote it specifically for Jesus to be like... And I don't think that... I almost feel like Ted Neely took over and made it more that way. I don't know if there's other recordings of the first guy that, that did the Broadway stuff or later people. Some people choose to not, like John Legend, for instance. He didn't do any of that. Go over the top. He, he didn't go to those high notes. He just stayed low. I don't think he can, low. though. So it's, Which it's, is why I shouldn't have been fucking hired for the role. And I, I, I understand that now after watching it. That it, it is weird that he was given the opportunity to do this because he doesn't have anywhere close to a range that anyone in this movie has. No. Even Yvonne. Yeah. Because after this, that is the now Jesus role. Like if you look up things, people that have gotten the role on stage after this, they do it the Ted Neely way. They want those super high fucking notes, which is why they hired Sebastian Bach. For that one tour. And that does make sense because this feels like a rock opera to me. So I I understand how his his sound would fit in. Yeah. Whether it's something that, you know, you think actually works because he's a douchebag or whatever, like that aside. Yeah, that aside. It makes sense that he would have at least gotten the part. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't enough to sway us from going. We were definitely interested. What's what's he gonna do? Mm Mm-hmm. I just remember it being bad. Not bad in the way that he wasn't really hitting the notes. Bad in like, 
just wasn't very... I don't even remember how to explain it. Yeah. It just wasn't right. And I think my mom tarnished us all with telling us that, like, he was this close to being fired already. He, like, was getting in trouble for going out and partying all the time. And, like, show, not showing up to rehearsals. So, I've also got a part of me when I find out things like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, so he was a dick? Like, it's like how I don't like Jim Morrison. Not because of his voice. I loved his voice growing up, and I still do like his voice. I still like his, uh, the songs. But he was an asshole. I just fucking hate Jim Morrison, because it's like... Imagine being those nerds in the fucking band, and you're just like, oh, god damn it, this whiskey drunk idiot is fucking everything up again. Yeah. But at the same time, they wouldn't have got anywhere without that whiskey drunk fucking it's idiot. true, and, and you needed his, like, weird rambling lyrics yeah. to be what it was, even though a lot of it didn't make fucking sense. That's <laughs> true, the more you get, like, the more I start reading his lyrics, like, eh, you're just, you're just drunk. <laughs> you're just spouting a bunch of shit. <laughs> Oh, suck through. This is the part where I was talking about. It seemed treacherous to me. In this scene, he's climbing up rocks, is huge this boulders. A, this and is stuff. the song to God, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this part, but up until this part, I'm super not into it. But this is this this is a similar like melody that we hear throughout they, the whole thing. I think you got two examples of it earlier. In it, which I think is a musical thing, at least any musical I've heard, which is this one. Just to tie it together here it's, and there. That they take things from out throughout the whole thing and they just I mean, pitch them in. And even that, like. Yeah, yeah. That comes back every once in a while. I like the drums in this. This is the grittiest his voice has ever sounded in this whole thing. Yeah, well, this he does not sound like David Crosby for the first time to me oh, really? during this song. He sounds like Ted Neely. Oh my god, is this it? <laughs> yeah, that's the Jesus I know. <laughs> Would you uh, sell your soul to that, Jesus? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Give me Ted Neely and we're in board. <laughs> Either my ankle's getting smaller or the band is stretching because I can now turn this thing around on my ankle. My house arrest ankle. <laughs> Maybe it has worn off all of your leg hair, so now it's just a smoother surface to move around. I think it actually has. It makes sense. There is a little band right there. Those sons of bitches from Decatur County are taking my leg hair. <laughs> taking your money, they're taking your freedom. And they taking your leg hairs. They take so much money from me, it sucks. Oh, by the way, something that we've talked about that yes. we haven't talked about on the podcast. Okay. We've talked about the idea of moving once you're not in trouble anymore. Yes. But we've talked about maybe not moving as far yes. since a state right next door decided to uh, legalize recreationally come January 1st. So when Sam's not in trouble and we're able to move... I think we're just going to go to Illinois for a bit until our parents die off. That way we're still close enough. And we might end up liking it there. Yeah, we might. I think it's a better idea, too, because it's way easier to go check things out. It seems like if we're moving to Oregon, we have to take a fucking plane there and spend the whole time looking at places. Then fly back and figure out how to get it there. 
this one, it's like, hey, let's just take this weekend to go check out these four places. Mm-hmm. And then we can come right back. Yeah. Yeah, way easier. Everything's way easier with having four animals now. And one of them is a giant dog. A giant tumor-ridden, fatty deposit-ridden dog. Hey, it happens. Yeah. I got fatty deposits all all around my body. <laughs> what you started. I do like this song too because he's kind of like yelling at God at points. Like, I didn't start this. You started it. You son of a bitch. Well, and it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a low point for me. You said you liked it up until this point. No, I didn't like it, but I liked that one part where it kicked in dun, 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 to that dun, dun, similar dun, dun, mel- dun, dun, dun. melody. But yeah, fuck this shit. Crazy. Crazy, girl. Fuck Jesus. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Jesus in the long run, though. Yeah, it's him talking to God about, like, why are you using me as this vessel? I didn't ask for this. This is just your... As a pawn in your fucking game. Yeah, it has everything to do with Jesus. He's like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, Lauren Hill needs to take some singing lessons from Ted Neely. <laughs> uh, Ted Neely needs to find some soul from Lauren Hill. He had soul. He's got to know. He's got to know my Lord. <laughs> the old stare that's kind of easy to get. <laughs> I know you got soul. Then you wouldn't be in here. That was the words by James Brown. So on that line, he says, Jesus, must you betray me with a kiss? Is that a thing? I don't know. I've... But he kissed him on the cheek. Yeah. And, and I mean, is it just like, why are you pretending to be my friend because I know that you're going to fuck me over? And already has. Pretty much. But I feel like I've heard that before, the, the betrayal of the kiss. Like that was the last thing that Judas and Jesus had to do with each other. So yeah, there was a point in the movie when it happened... And they looked at each other And if the movie could have just Completely changed at that point It could have completely turned into a porno If Judas and Jesus Decided to start making out Because they were making eyes at each other It could have happened It seemed like anything was on the table at that point I'm just saying the movie would have been very different If it went in that direction Judas must you betray me With a fuck uh, I read earlier that there's some Netflix show with a gay Jesus. <laughs> I'm not surprised there was a black Jesus. Yeah, but that seems more realistic. Remember when we went to the Creation Museum? Of course. And that, uh, How would I ever forget? And that like little uh, black Baptist looking lady was like, I'm sorry, honey, but I just don't believe that Jesus had blonde hair and blue eyes. Neither do I, lady. Oh, it was so funny. So, there's really weird voices in this. Yeah, it's like they specifically wanted, like, all different kinds of voices there. Which I think there was, like, maybe ten people that sang on this. I was like, now do something weird. They're like, hey, we need a different voice. So it's literally guys just going like, do you plan to put up a fight? All right, you like that one? How about this one? Do you plan to put up a fight? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
didn't seem like a genuine voice. It no. seemed kind of put on. And earlier on that, the Jesus, this Jesus Must Die song. Oh, is this genuine, do you think? It, that voice? Yeah, that's Caiaphas through a voice. Yeah, I mean, he's going as low as he possibly can. It's just like when you do this. So he doesn't just sound like that all the time. That's probably not his like most normal register. Probably. He just uh, goes down into his lower register. He's probably a lower registered voice. Yes, but I think that's like the lowest of his low. Because I know other guys that I've met that have done this role yeah. backstage. When I met them, they had low voices in general. Like you'd go up to them and be like, oh, good job tonight. And he'd be like, thank you. How are you doing tonight? I'm sure it helps to already naturally yeah. have that so you don't have to reach so fucking low. Yeah. But uh, my ex-girlfriend's dad, Okay. he didn't have, when he talked, somewhere. it was sort of low, but it was just low kind of like this. Yeah. And then when he sang, he only sang in low register, so he'd be like, it was like, whoa, where the fuck is that coming from? I like it. It was crazy. Her brother could do that, too. They were a singing family and annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> Did they just break out into song? They wouldn't break out into song, but they would be like... Like if someone sang, so, okay, so yeah, some of them would break out in a song, and then from the other side of the room, you'd hear be like, "Oh, that was great on the quarter note." Like, oh my god, nerds! <laughs> this sounds like you guys were perfect for each other, minus the religious aspect and everything else. You both like music. I understood music. I sat next to her. We shared music often in choir. That's not enough to be right with a person. When everything else you get in arguments about is not right. It was a lot, of, a lot about God and you being like a devilish boy. And doing anything that I liked that she didn't. <laughs> Which I guess is the devilish boy aspect. Well, at least one of you are happy now. <laughs> She's got a family and children. Well, good for her. And here we are. Arguing on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. I'm so glad. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah, this is, it's weird that it's the score and the songs. Well, it's the sound, the, the soundtrack instead of it just being like the songs when people are singing and like that structure it also has yeah just like the background original score happening that's in the music or the music in the movie as well yeah if you listen to this album you're just listening to the movie you could have just recorded the movie and it's the soundtrack this broken man I, Who is the, this, this is, is Barry Denny playing a you can tell I love his voice I think I like his voice the most, except for Carl Anderson. Yeah. But I don't like the way he uses it. I guess. Yeah. All the time. Christ, King of the Jews. It's like this part. So this is Jesus Christ. He played a praying man in Titanic, I guess. Really? He did a lot of vocal stuff. What's it? I keep forgetting his name. I'm sorry. Barry Denon. We all know that you are news. Okay. Barry Denon is responsible for Keep this movie being directed by Jewison, because he was Your in words. Fiddler on the Roof. He was. I did. And see then that. on set, he told Jewison, what? "Hey, you should direct 
and make Jesus Christ Superstar into a movie. And then he went home and listened to the album, and he's like, yeah, you're right, I should. So, boom. So, boom, baby. Barry Denon is deep in this movie. And he was on the stage show. Yvonne was on the stage show. And, uh, what, most of the people? No. The only two really? that were officially on the Broadway show all the time as their characters mm-hmm. was Barry Denon and Yvonne. But Carl Anderson was the understudy for Judas. And he eventually took over when uh, that dude fell ill. Okay. And then... Uh, Ted Neely was one of the like side characters, like one of the dancers and the side singers. Which is crazy because he has no emotion on his face whatsoever, so I can't imagine that, that fucking stone face dancer, Ted Neely. You're crazy. For some reason, you just hate Ted Neely. <laughs> Everything you've said, I don't see in any way, except for the wonky eye. I see that. That he has mostly an expressionless face? I don't agree. There's like a scene where they say, would you die for me? And it shows his face, and he's obviously like, oh, fuck. I mean, sometimes he opens his mouth, and sometimes his mouth is closed, but I don't really see much <laughs> expression. <laughs> Here we go. King Herod time, I think. Jesus. Yeah. I am this was one of my favorite songs when I was growing up. And Alice Cooper did a fucking awful job on the NBC version. I like this guy. This guy looks so... He looks like he should have been murdered in a horror movie from the 70s. Uh, He does look like Shelly from Friday the 13th Part 3. That's probably what it is. He makes me think of Shelly. Poor Shelly. Shelly never got pussy, but he got killed. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) Dead, dead, dead. He was also a creep. He ran out to the barn to watch his friends have sex. (laughs) Because you didn't have porn easily. Doesn't mean you should watch your friends fuck. Especially when they're not giving you permission. I mean, I agree, but I understand where he's coming from. He's a fucking weirdo. I still... I, he didn't deserve to die. This fake character from a movie that doesn't exist in real life. But yeah, this guy is... He's like... He's almost kind of like flamboyant and flashy. He's not like... He doesn't seem like gay or anything, but he's just very like big and shiny and like oh, yeah. everything about him is just so like I love his hair. His hair's frizzy and just that's like an afro. Yeah. It's so a white good. man afro. And he's got like sort of a gut. He's not fat, but he's not thin. Yeah, he's he's a thick boy. Yeah. And like I said, Alice Cooper did a fucking terrible job at this. It was just Alice Cooper. It's definitely the most campy song. Yeah. I think. It's like a ragtime song. Uh Uh-huh. There's that ragtime piano. But I also like it because it's just calling out Jesus. It's just kind of like, who the fuck are you, king of the Jews? Come on. Listen to my song. Here's the piano play. (laughs) We're by the water. And he's calling him out the whole time, like, show me. Do what you do. Come on. Wait, you, you can't? Wait, so when it comes time to test you, you can't do it? Yeah, that part's hilarious. Where he sounds like Mickey Mouse? But if you get the Alice Cooper version, it's, So this is the Christ. The great Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, it, he really Alice Coopered it up. Yeah. And I love Alice Cooper, but not for this role. Why do you take so That's the problem with those NBC fucking things. It's the same reason they chose John Legend. One, he, like, produced it pretty much. 
it's like show choir and stuff. It's it's taking things and whiting them up as much as possible. Well, I was going to say, the problem is they just got names that were big. Like, uh, Alice Cooper. Yeah, people will watch it because Alice Cooper's in it. But he barely even sang it. It was just like Alice Cooper style talking almost. Yeah, yeah. This guy is at least like... This guy's there, awesome. There's just way more color in yeah. what this guy is doing. I think I was probably actually a singer. Probably a actual theatrical singer. And it sounds like, I mean, he sounds theatrical in his performance yeah. and looked at versus Alice just Cooper. an old man looking like Alice Cooper was performing an Alice Cooper show <laughs> for some reason. And it was, because it was like the one time that he goes up to the audience and he's like, anything he even says something like, worship me. It's <laughs> like, oh, come on. No, thanks. Like I said, I fucking love old Alice Cooper. Like, there's Alice Cooper albums I completely love front to back. Early Alice Cooper? But but there's a point where he's a 60-something-year-old man talking about playing Xbox. You know what it is about this that turns me off? Because I don't like the style either. Like, I'm not saying... I just doesn't rub me wrong like it does you, but I, li I dislike this song more than I dislike the first song. It almost has like a carpentery type sound. And I do not like the Carpenters. That nailed it. Carpenters, it's exactly what it is. It's got strings going on, the way she sings it. It's just so melodramatic. Every, and, and yeah. And I mean, if, if I have to pick, I guess I would rather listen to a rock opera versus some slow droney, almost like Christmas music-y sounding stuff. But I don't take anything away from her abilities. But I do think that she just has weaker songs. They're called lame songs. <laughs> We're not talking about Ted Neely's eyes. Oof. <laughs> Poor Ted. He's made more money than me, so he can take that wonky eye to the bank because he's fine. He doesn't want to take his wonky eye to the bank. It's part of him. Yeah, because if he fixed it... He wouldn't be known as that wonky-eyed Ted Neely guy. I'm sure five people in the world think of him as the wonky-eyed Ted Neely guy. Apparently only five people in the world have good enough vision to see that something's wrong there. I think they notice. They just don't give a fuck. I don't either. I'm just fucking kidding. I have to have angles here. He who shall not be named wonky-eyed. There are a lot of wonky-eyes out there. I got a friend named Aaron who's got a wonky eye, and it looks miserable. Like, I'm sure they're way more like, oh, fuck my wonky eye. Because <laughs> it's got to fuck with your vision, right? Unless that's just what you're used to. I can't imagine that. Because I've... Yeah, because if they fix your eyes, then you ha your eyes have to, like, you have to adjust to seeing your things differently. You have to adjust to seeing things in line? Because and not you like you're crossing your eyes? Got used to, yeah. I wonder if people with wonky eyes can see Magic Eye immediately. <laughs> like, I don't understand why you're selling these books of pictures. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's funny. I was pretty good at Magic Eye back in the day. I just see everything in 3D. Yes, absolutely everything. Remember Magic Eye and you'd have to put it to your nose? That's what they told you to do. And, and, and then pull, back. pull it back. And it sort of crossed your eyes. I always just crossed my eyes. When you cross your eyes inward, the image would go in. So it would be like imprinted. I learned how to make my eyes go the outer way so the image popped out. It was very strange. So you could play Pennywise as well. 
No, it's not that. I don't think you can see it when I do it. But I would love to play Pennywise. Pennywise? The dancing club. This song is all over the place. It's just, yeah. oh, it's yeah. really big back and forth. Right, horse. And we get Anus doing his thing. And Caiaphas. Caiaphas. Forever for this. The tone is so low that it's like quiet. Uh huh. I often wonder how powerful it actually was. Because earlier when he does get powerful, he's not that low. When he's like, Fools, you have no perception. He's not near as low. That's why I wonder if his normal more register is yeah not as low. It does feel like he's going to the bottom of his balls uh-huh. on the parts, and he's got to like, pull it, it out. It sounds like there's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. He's not even doing the tone from his throat. Like, that's, you know, like, uh, from your diaphragm or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. It sounds like he's, like, literally just like, if I graggle and down here you'll get low. The only time I can... I love waking up in the morning. Like when I got the Marilyn Manson uh, voice, and it's really low. I love doing that. You've heard me do it so many times, do you? Yeah, I'm just shocked hearing the sentence, I love waking up in the morning. Because oh fuck! I mean that is not no, true. No, that part sucks. But because you have to be awake, it's nice to at least you know, like Jesus said, if you're gonna be poor, just appreciate what you have. <laughs> so at that point in time, you can appreciate your low-toned voice. Yeah, the half a second every day in the morning that I think about suicide <laughs> immediately when I wake up. <laughs> if I had a gun next to the bed, I'd have been dead 12 years ago. Tito. <laughs> He'll wake up and be like, I gotta go to work. He's losing his mind right now, <sighs> by the way. Judas is losing his mind. Oh, this is the... He's like, he doesn't even care about me. Does he even, does he even love me? I love him. I kissed him. And he was like, why are you deceiving me? He feels completely rejected after rejecting and, Jesus. And now he feels used, because I think this is the part where he's talking about, like, you used me. You murdered me. Murdered me. Murdered me. And then he hangs himself. In the most brutal... Hanging scene of any movie I've ever seen. I don't understand how he lived through it. It looked like he it should have killed him. <laughs> it's intense. Like you see him drop and you see like the the bob of when he hits the bottom of the rope that would break his neck. Yeah, how it yeah. doesn't break his neck it's is fucking great. I mean there's probably a harness going on, but he's not yeah. wearing a shirt. So where's the harness? Unless they pull back and it's in shadow and you just can't see it. Or it's like around his, uh, like his thighs. Oh, that's a good idea. That's probably more what it is. But it's fucking intense. Like, I've seen other hanging scenes in other movies and they've looked way less realistic than Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, this one didn't haunt me, but it's in my head all the time. When I saw it, because I said something on the first viewing, I was just kind of like, whoa. Uh Uh-huh. And the tree that they How choose. How the fuck did they do that? Yeah, the tree's like all gnarled and well, fucking crazy it's and evil looking. Because then it like pans back and down, and everyone is, because it's like on a hill above all of this stuff that's happening, and they don't even know Jesus. He knows, but he doesn't know. Yeah, that scene is so cool because they, they started on Judas from far away, and then pan back out. And you like, go down. And it's just everyone's doing their thing. That was such a good shot. This was the first time I've actually paid attention to shots mm-hmm. in this movie and was like impressed a few times. Like, whoa, that's a really good shot. There were a lot of big shots. And I think that sometimes they were like kind of overdone and cheesy and big, like to be ridiculous because there's still this like cheesy, overdone 
nerdiness about um, musicals yeah. that just exists in general. Yeah, There's right. just like a corniness to it. Absolutely. But there were some things that were kind of impressive, especially when you put yourself in that time. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure they still use cranes just like they did. It just. Which I think is impressive because they're out in the fucking desert looks... and on rocks and like <laughs> hill ranges and stuff, and they still had to set all that up to find out. I wonder if $3 million for a movie was, was a huge budget back then. I would think so. We turn to Rome. Yeah. To sentence Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> we have yes. no law to, to put, put a, a man, man to death. But they do. We they can't. The priests, high priests can't. It's all They're taking it to... Uh, to because what's his name? Pontius Pilate is not—he's not a Jew. He's a—he's a Roman. He's a Roman. So he believes in like multiple gods and stuff. So why are these other priests okay with him? They—they they think the only way to stop him is for him to die, or do they believe in him? At this point, believe in Caiaphas? Do they believe in Jesus needing to die as no. well? No. Are you talking about the high priests? Yes. The other ones? Because he's convinced him. Because like John before him, this Jesus must die. To like, uh, in his head, I always think of it as, like I said earlier, not lose his job, basically. But for the other guys, he's scaring him that, like, he's going to fuck up our whole system. Basically the same thing. But I think they see it in a different way. I don't know how to explain it. It seems like Caiaphas and Anus have way more direct... Like they know, like, oh fuck, we're in like his name is we're in Crucify Us. Is that what you just said? Caiaphas. Okay, I thought you said Crucify Us. <laughs> Crucify Us, Caiaphas. Why is he different? You choose This sounds like madness. Yeah. To I anyone else. Voice. I also just mean to anyone listening to this who's never seen the movie. They're oh just, yeah. It just sounds like madness. Well, in the this background. is the trial now. I guess you would call it. When they're just being like, kill him! I mean, he's really just like, kill me, and they're like, we can't. So, yeah, everyone is like, kill him! He needs to be cru he crucified. You have to crucify him. Yeah, they want blood. And they've abandoned him. Christ, I'll agree. I but, thought they were doing it to support him, because they knew that that's what has to happen. No, none of these people have any idea what's supposed to happen. But Jesus never tells anybody there? anything. Yvonne is in there. Yeah, she's just sad that her fucking dude has been taken. Nobody has any divine ideas of what's supposed to happen or anything they're out for blood in this movie which is why they said it was anti-semitic because jewish people were trying to get rid of the notion that jews were responsible for the death of christ so when they have a group of jewish people in this going crucify him crucify him it's like a madness at this point mm -hmm. but pontius doesn't want to fucking do it you know, he's like, you're, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. There's no reason to do there's this. There's no like, justifiable reason to take your life. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice that it's not just like, okay, I can kill someone. <laughs> that he actually does like have a moral standpoint. Yeah. Even though people pretend that you couldn't have morals before. Religion. Religion. But they had religion. It just wasn't. The religion that everyone tells you is right. <laughs> exactly. So all of those people are in hell. All of those people before Jesus. And they're whipping Jesus right now. Because he's trying to get away with the whole, look, let's just, let's just fuck him up. We don't have to kill him. Let's just fuck him up. You know that's like part of what happens when you have to, when you like are saved and like 
give yourself to God. You have to, uh, you say that you believe that Jesus is God's son and that he died on the cross for you. Yeah. So there's literally no salvation for anyone before that. Yeah, sure. To people that believe that. <laughs> Unless God pardoned them and allowed them a place in heaven because they were chosen people. Did you just figure it out? What I figured out is earlier when I was watching this, because right now Jesus is being whipped. And uh, Jesus is a masochist. He seems to really get off being whipped like a dirty little savior boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, whip me. Kill me. Crucify me. Yes. Whip me. He knows his destiny. He knows his destiny, child. I love Bruce Dennan's voice. It's just a little too late for this conversation to be happening, isn't it? He's already been beaten. He's telling him the last minute, like, look, they want you fucking dead. You gotta say something, dude, or else I gotta have to kill you. And then... But it wouldn't have mattered if the masses want him dead. They're still like... Uh, it's also at the angle that if he denies that he's the son of God, then he's pretty much going to let him go and be like, look, he was just a crazy man. There's no reason to just kill somebody who's mentally ill. Let's just let him go. Like he didn't denounce what he had been spewing for the last three years. Yeah. But he also says, like, I never said that. You call me a king. I've just been doing things. I've just been trying to find the truth. Yeah. The truth. But those people want blood. Well, then they should check their wives' pussies. God. Or the prostitutes. He's also feeling the pressure that, like, he feels if he doesn't give blood. But yeah, you'll be demoted. You'll be deported. And you a, have a duty. And that they're going to revolt. I'm like... Your role you is to represent us. us. Yeah, yeah. And now he's finally like, fuck it, all right. <laughs> and does... Well, he doesn't want to be sing. demoted or be deported. Keep the peace or crucify him. I love when he gets like this. And he's just screaming. Oh, yeah. he's It's madness at this point. And we, he's been very calm and very, like, even keel throughout the whole thing. And just, like, he's not there to cause mayhem. But by the end, he sounds like, you know, you... You've driven me to madness. Or, you know, there's no prize. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You get nothing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's losing That's his good. mind. That's good. I like that. You get nothing. <laughs> oh, and this is where we got Judas coming back from the dead as an angel, pretty much. In the most dangerous scene of the whole movie, where he's holding onto a cross Danger and being lowered Christ. from a crane. But he's dead already, so. Of feet above. This scene, none of this makes sense. Because he's in, like, this white, flashy, almost, like, Elvis-esque, like... Elvis and Ozzy, because he's got, like, tassels coming down? <laughs> yeah, it's a one-piece, like, popular get-up for a stageman. A stageman? I read a thing about the uh, director and stuff was saying, and the writers were saying that this part's... Since Judas is in the afterlife now, there's, like... 
past, present, and future don't mean anything because he's like all knowing at this point. This just seems like a performance part. Like there's no nothing actually like they're not performing for Jesus, are they? Uh, it's Judas saying that like even in my afterlife, I still don't understand you. Even though I know you're supposed to be doing all this, even though I know that this is all for whatever, I still don't fucking get it. I don't believe you. And it's not that he doesn't believe him, he just doesn't understand it still. And it's their way to bring up, I think one of the writers just got the idea like, you know, if Jesus had come today and there was phones in the news, he might have gotten a lot further and maybe spread peace. So that's why he says things like, Why'd you choose such a backward time in such a backward land? Like, if you would have come today, you saved a whole nation. Something Israel got no mass communication. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that part. But I think it's more that people just wanted Judas to come back for one song. And, and they had this Jesus Christ superstar, so they had to put it somewhere. And they're like, yeah, write a song around that. Jesus Christ. Because it's also the most. Tell me what's happening? What's up? Buzz, tell like, me what's happening? What's I think it's the biggest song, biggest instrumentally, singing-wise, the writing. I think it's just the most over the top. It's almost like a Las Vegas show at this point. I am not now, nor have I ever been a Las Vegas showgirl. <laughs> A, a, a whoopee gong eventually <laughs> I also think it's the worst vocal performance by Carl Anderson in the whole movie like nothing is impressive in it well he's dead it doesn't count Judas is dead Carl Anderson isn't well yeah Carl Anderson yeah, is yeah, dead <laughs> Jesus Christ Tell me. I remember being front row at a Jesus Christ Superstar thing and Carl Anderson pointing at me at the end because I was dancing like Beavis from Beavis and Butthead in the front row. And he pointed at me and started dancing like Beavis too. I like how you said Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. Hey, if anybody under 25 is listening to this, they don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. I just thought you meant that someone would like be like Beavis from something else. Let's see. Beavis. To me, there's one Beavis. Yeah. But I'm doing it because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of fucking morons over there who don't oh, know anything. Oh, you hear that? He's calling you morons. Yeah. You, you, if you were born after 1993, you don't know anything. That's not true because you have the whole world before you. That's like saying that if we know anything that existed before we were born, then which includes this movie, then we don't know what we're talking about. I'm talking about something so big like Beavis and Butthead. I talk to Mel all the time about things. And they're huge bands and huge events, and he's just like, I don't know. So Mel is a moron, is what you're saying? But in my mind, Mel represents them all. If you were born in 1995, I think you're fucking stupid. Yeah, so fuck you, Mel. Yeah, fuck Sam you, Mel. Sam thinks you're stupid. <laughs> this is spooky again. Yeah. Is this hell? Is this where Jesus really went? I mean, this is the crucifixion. So this is like the demons laughing, I guess. You remember Passion of the Christ? And they would sho shove Very like... Very little... Like uh, when uh, Judas was going to hang himself in that movie. I don't remember. There's like two little boys that run up to him and they're like, not while he's hanging himself, it's before and he's like losing his mind. Yeah. And they run up to him and they're like, yeah, yeah, and they start like laughing and their eyes like 
eyes start going weird and they got like demon teeth and shit. It's really creepy. Why? I just think it's just the devil poking at him, making him crazy. Because Mel Gibson was losing his mind and yeah. he wanted us to see it as well. Yeah. I just, that part is burning in my brain because it was like their eyes went kind of silver and like wonky kind of like Pennywise. And had like a... You mean like Ted Neely? No, I mean like silver eyes that go wonky like fucking Pennywise. And then uh, they have sharp fucking teeth. Like and Langoliers. They're, and they're, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> and he's like, ah. Judas is like, oh my God, what's going on? And runs some more. I think it was just to add to the creepy. sanity. Oh, that whole movie was creepy. I only saw it one time, so I don't really remember anything about it. I just, I do my remember God. the God, chunk taken out of his ribs because oh, you yeah. were so excited for it. And we were like, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, I love this part. Oh, it looks so, it looks so good. It did look good. <laughs> the gore effects were great. So you made sure I remembered that part. Yeah, that part's awesome. It's got like the three ends on it with the metal claws in it or something, and it just grabs onto his fucking rib and they pull it off. <laughs> Brutal. And then, of course, my ex-girlfriend coming up again, her coming up to the back row, crying. What was that red thing you were passing back and forth? Yeah, you told that story on this already. It's fine. I'm just bringing it back up again. And for those who haven't heard the story, it was a bong. (laughs) You're going to do that and come see this? Yeah. (laughs) It made it better. (laughs) And now, here I am talking to you. Hi. No, I meant you could have said that to her. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what I said. I think I was just like, at that time... I remember getting in arguments. I would just kind of go silent. Do you need some water? You've got some dry-looking lips. Nope. I'll just use some Bertsy Bees. I didn't know if you had an actual need, dry mouth. I don't need water because I'm holding piss in right now. I don't think I'm overhydrated. But I just had chapped lips lately. I need my Bertsy Bees. But I was going to say, there's a time Dude, where I didn't just argue. Go. I just went silent and just be like, okay. Okay. All right. Where now I think I'd be way more like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> what a weird relationship. It makes sense that you fight instead of just shutting down and going along with it, especially when you're young. I didn't go along with it. I just said, okay, yeah, all right. Like, I was almost, it was almost more being a dick because I wasn't like accepting the feelings of the other person. Yeah. I was just more like shutting down, like, okay, whatever. All right. Okay, I'm not going to change anything. All right. How much of the this is just going to be like this? Well, I'm going to fade out right now because Jesus is dead. The whole movie's ending. I was going to say, like, the movie's over. And then, actually, the last shot is like a sunset pic. And you can well, see. Well, before that, they get on the bus. Back on the bus. Everybody gets back on the oh, bus to leave. Right. Everyone including does Judas on. himself, Carl Anderson. It doesn't make sense. Who almost falls off the bus at the end because it takes off. And he's like. He almost falls out yeah, he's, of the door. He's just like catch himself. It's, it's funny. Yeah. But you, you were going to say, it is a very good shot. It's very nice. They do have some nice shots based on their location and it being so open and hills and being able to. I mean, I'm sure they were shooting a lot during the day. So when you get those sunrises and sunsets, there were some there were some good full shots of those. But the last the the very end of the movie, you can see like a figure or something moving across the screen. And uh, I couldn't tell if it was on purpose or not, but apparently it was not on purpose. 
you yeah, said. It was from what I read, it was a shepherd that just happened to walk by in that scene because they were shooting in areas where they would be shepherds in actual so it was in At Israel. Sundown, yeah. And uh they, they according to Ted Neely, they didn't even notice it when they were filming. They didn't notice it until they were editing. in editing. Yeah. yeah. But the shot is good because it's the crucifix cross, the crucifixion cross uh-huh. in the sunset. Like you can see the cross in the sun and the cloud is perfect. Everything was perfect in that shot. I it was a really nice shot. I couldn't believe they got it. I mean, I wonder how many, I wonder if there was a guy that, it's probably not even the same hill that they did the crucifixion scene on. They probably just found a hill that looked good at uh-huh. sunset. And we're like, all right, guys, pack up. We got to get over to hill number two. And set up the crucifix real fast because we got about 20 minutes to get this fucking shot. So, I mean, that, that's the movie. That that's, movie is over. That's the movie. So we're officially to the part of the podcast where uh, it's time to go over some fucking questions. Spooky Jesus and hippies Jesus and spooky Jesus and hippie Jesus. All the Jesus and slapping a bass. So, Sam. Hi. Why did you choose this? Uh, Because it was around Christmas time, and I was going to choose it last year, and I forgot. So I wanted to get it out of the way. We've talked about it before. But there's nothing about the death of Christ that has anything to do with Christmas. That's Easter. It's just that Christ is in Christmas. Is he? The name is. It's right there, right at the beginning. I don't know if you know how to spell Christmas, but it's C-H-R-I-S-T. Well, about a block or so away there, someone is flying a flag out there, like off of their front porch that says about keeping christ in christmas as if serious as if well i mean it we didn't we didn't say merry christmas until trump gave it back to us (laughs) so uh, this notion of just because xmas showed up on things and people got so mad that yeah now it's back now we're all saying christmas like we weren't for a while it's thank you president trump thank you for putting christ back in my heart Okay, so you chose this just because you've been wanting to. Yeah, I didn't really have a solid reason. What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Yeah, fuck. I'm going to have to finally it. watch it. I knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to like just do it and Get see it over what, with. <laughs> I wanted to see what the buzz was about. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted you to tell buzz? me what was happening. Um, what did I think? I just said, um, how many times did we watch it? We always watch movies twice, even though I twice. feel like... I may have gotten more out of it if I watched it more, but I th- I don't know if I would have. I just kind of would have maybe understood it more from where it was coming from. Because like I said, I had yeah. a hard time with actually like understanding what was being said here and there. Yeah. So I felt like I kind of missed stuff, even after watching it twice. Just like sound quality and age and stuff. Um, we were going to do... You want to do most and least favorite song, right? Yeah, but I don't know if you know the songs well enough now that we're talking about it. Well, I I mean, I made notes okay, about so, that. All right, cool. Then so, yes, I want to do both. I want to do favorite character and least favorite character, favorite song, least favorite song. Okay, so who is your least favorite character? My least favorite character was and always has been and is Mary Magdalene. Can't stand her. Sorry, Yvonne. I mean, I'd love to hang out with you and do meth and smoke weed, but <laughs> I can't stand you in this fucking movie. Never have been able to. I think it's pretty obvious that throughout this entire episode, I have been pretty firm on the fact that Jesus is the lamest character in this fucking movie. <laughs> so uh, I'm going, I, I don't like you, Jesus. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, what was your least favorite song? My least favorite song is sung... 
by Mary Magdalene. I'm not surprised. But which one is it? Is it? Uh, it's, I don't know how to love him. His so, song really sucks, and I'm trying to find it. There it is. They don't know the actual names, so for me. This one. And I've had it's just droning. It's so droning, and it, it's a weak spot for sure. And it's not even like rock and roll music anymore. Mm-hmm. It's I agree. just like it's like fucking James Taylor. Well, or the Carpenters, like you said. Yeah, I hear the Carpenters. So you probably, what's your least favorite character? I already said my least oh, favorite sorry, character is Jesus. Jesus. So my least favorite song is the song that uh, Jesus is singing to his daddy when he's all like, "Why." I don't know what song. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's near the end, but. No, it's this one. Uh, Gethsemane. This one. Ugh. Could you ask as much? So melodramatic. Any other man. And that this has, to me, this is like a a theater style show. Um. Like piece that I wouldn't like. Like if I looked at the pros and cons, this specific sound—it's so cheesy to me. I don't like his voice. Don't mind this part. I like this song solely for the. (laughs) And that's fine, but I mean, when it comes to yeah. I don't love like the Mary Magdalene songs, but I still they don't hit me as hard as him being super dramatic in this song as Jesus to his dad. And I think which I don't I don't remember it the second time, but I thought that there was weird timing the first time I saw it, like in the beginning of the song. Yeah. That kind of threw me off as yeah. well. Yeah, he does play with timing a lot. And if you watch live videos of him, he plays with it even more. That's that's dangerous. He, uh, and he does sometimes he gets a little f- too far away and he has to like rush words to get back oh, on. That's not good. Yeah, I want to say this a little tidbit about that song. Mm-hmm. When I completely embarrassed myself and nerded out to Jimmy Pardo, and was like, oh, "What's your favorite Jesus Christ Superstar song?" Because yeah. you know how you get stupid when you meet people you adore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guess seventy. That was his favorite song. That's what he told me. So your least favorite song is Jimmy's favorite song. Dude, that makes so much sense. <laughs> well, musically, most of the time, we aren't on the same page with him. No, not at all. <laughs> and I think a lot of time in general. Not usually, but I mean, I, I think he would frown upon the way I live my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my temple is not, not clean. clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, God, I favorite song. Keep going back and forth. So did you say what your favorite song No, was? I did not. And this one was kind of hard to choose because... There's so many that I do genuinely enjoy, and I kind of wanted to go with uh, the ones where Judas and uh, Jesus were going back and forth in the in the cave. Mm-hmm. But this is my favorite song. It's always been my favorite song, and it's pretty much the start of the movie. Heaven on their minds. The first Judas of the song. Line? Or because Judas just My comes in so... I just... I like the music. I like the way Judas sings on this. This is the one that gets me pumped when I'm driving. Like, this is how I get into my zone where I can stay awake for about another hour because I can sing. It sounds like a Cream song right now. Yep. Uh, I can't remember, but there was a song by a band I used to listen to 
or I think it's an Iced Earth song, and it's got the same kind of rhythm. And my mom would always be like, "They're ripping off Jesus Christ Superstar." Jesus. I just love this song. Always have. Just get the Judas right off the bat. Your eyes just look like those kids from Passion of the Christ. <laughs> so, like, although I, I originally said on my first viewing that I liked King Herod's song yep. because it was like a fuck you to Jesus. But upon the <laughs> upon the second viewing, um, although I do like the campy fun, that was that still. Um, I'm going to have to say that when we, the high priests, when they start at uh, towards the beginning expressing that they believe that Jesus must die. Um, mm. I'm going to have to say that's probably my favorite song. You know what that song's called? No. This Jesus Must Die. And I mean, because you have the classic, no wait. I wish you knew where that part was. Like, we need a more permanent solution to our Caiaphas, parabola. That's right here. Here you go. Because then we have go call the, Roman guard. the pickup no right wait. after that too. We need a more permanent solution to our problem. And then live. Yeah! <laughs> you know what's also good about I this I would have clapped about that part being right. I would have been like, fuck that low part. I would have been like, the guy who comes back in after that was like, what did we do I'm like, Annas, you're fucking great. And you get, this is the song with the most ridiculous voices in it too. Like you get the guy early in it that's like, Oh, he sounds like Dracula. And it's also just really heavy contrast to go from so low to then like almost clowny. It was like cartoonish almost. I like. was I was gonna potentially choose a Caiaphas and Anus song the first Anus, the first song that they do mm-hmm. where they're figuring out that they got to do something before they do this. Jesus must die. Mm-hmm. That was a close contender, and that's a song that was written for the movie. Yeah. So. A little interesting tidbit there. If right. Not really, actually, at all. So, Sam, <laughs> who is your most favorite character? Uh, this was between two people. Okay. Number two was Pilot. I just love Barry Denon's voice. I love the way he acts. But I think you can guess who my favorite character is. You like Judas. I love Judas. I think Carl Anderson is the fucking shit in this movie. He's, I like every song that he sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more than others. I even like the part where he's like, I don't know how to love him, which is the song I fucking hate yeah. when Yvonne sings it. But when he gets the little section of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, sing it, Carl, sing it. Plus, I have that memory burned into my brain of him talking to me and like dancing, yeah. pointing at me. It's just, it's always been Carl. Yeah. He's the reason I like the movie. So my favorite character. Yes. To be honest, it's between two okay. people as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure how to place it because I, I felt one way and then I changed it and then I almost, I I feel like, I feel like I might need to change it again, but I'm not really sure. I I will say that, but I don't know. I'll, I'll go the route that I changed it to. So I like Judas a lot because he stands up to Jesus. He expresses <laughs> his concern to Jesus's face like a man. Yeah. He doesn't just fuck around behind his back. He's, he tells him like. Yeah, straight to his face. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally respect that. Again, I think that some of his points were valid as as being concerned about maybe helping more people and spending less time on, you know, your facial remedies yeah. that happen at night. Yep. 
And um, associating yourself with a prostitute like that it doesn't fit into your image well. Blah blah blah. But it's the whole idea of hanging out with the bottom feeders yeah. and uh, and helping them, helping the people who really need his help. Yeah, I think he's also jealous of Mary because he was the twelve apostles, and then this fucking floozy comes in. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the my favorite character is actually someone who made me laugh almost every time oh, they I... were able to express their opinions and emotions to me. It was clearly, clearly the high-voiced high priest himself, <laughs> Anus. Anus! <laughs> what do we do about this Jesus mania? <laughs> this Jesus mania? Oh, what do we do with a carpenter king? Yeah, he just, he made me laugh a lot. Like, I, I respect Judas because I, I, that's another thing. Like, we're also kind of built to um, respect rebelling against authority and asking questions yeah. and just being like, why? And uh -huh. prove it, make it make sense to me. And so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but I mean, when it comes to actually like being entertained, Anus has got you. Anus entertained the shit <laughs> out of my Anus. You know what's funny is those two roles, Caiaphas and Anus, are always like that. It's always a super low guy and it's always a super high guy. As it should be. Yeah. As it should As be. It As it was written. Yes, I agree. Okay, so now... That's the questions, right? Yeah. We are done with questions. No. No. Where the fuck did the questions go? Oh, there I don't they know. are. This I am not the keeper of the questions. I didn't do my notes on paper like I usually do. I did them digitally. Digitally, <laughs> so it's just been a pain having to go back and forth because they don't make it easy for whatever reason. How old were you when you first started listening to this? Oh, are you asking me when I first saw it or when I started listening I mean, to it? Your mom. When when did she introduce you to this? Because I'm sure it was a combo. I was, I was probably. Probably, yeah, I'm going to say like nine or ten. And how did you originally feel about it when you first watched it? Did yeah. 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 It See, took that's why some I, time. That's why I asked, because like when I actually started listening to it, 20s, like oh, when okay. I would actually be like, put it on and like enjoy it, I I was kind of drugged to the Jesus Christ Superstar lives. Okay. But I, I actually started that. enjoying it much later in life. Okay. Would you recommend this today? No. Okay. I mean, you'd have to be a musical person. Yeah. And then maybe, but I don't know any musical people. Mm -hmm. So, like, no. I don't think I'd meet a new group of friends and be like, hey, guys, you know what you should really check out? They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I agree with those people. Especially because I'm not religious, and everybody I know, and most of the people I know and hang out with, I'm not going to say all, they're not religious. So, mm -hmm. I would not know. Well, but if you're looking to. Laugh at it something, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, baby, don't you worry, because I won't ever put this on again, either. And, and, and neither will I. I'll listen to it for myself in the car. Because you're more of a listener than a watcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've listened to it way more than I've watched it. Okay. So. So. Say. So. I'm next. You're next. This is going to be the Christmas episode. This yes. This episode is going to be coming out on Christmas Day. So oh, we're releasing it. I don't know if you will be listening to it then. Um, technically, it'll probably come out Christmas Eve night, but whatever. Just watch for it. It'll be out. Um, but we've already talked about it because we need to start getting some episodes banked. Uh, so, 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 so looking forward to this episode because um, I, I went with something that's a little close to Sam's heart. You know what I call this section? 
Does, what, what was that last word that you said? You know what I call this selection? Mm-hmm. I call this. I do. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. We are going to be listening to Mr. Hanky's Christmas Classics. Yeah, I suggest everyone does as well. Yes, please. It's going to be great. Yeah, this one's going to be an easy one. This is going to be a celebration one. It's going to be great. It's Absolutely. Gonna be fun. So, uh, so as, that's the episode, right? That's it. Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. Over and done and out. On that note, um, we're going to leave. Yes, thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks. We appreciate it. We have a whole... Permanent solution to our we have holes. But we also have a whole catalog of other episodes. So uh, feel free to check out other episodes if this is your first listen. I can't imagine that there are people who are just seeking out Jesus Christ Superstar podcast episodes. But I'd be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of our lowest listens. Probably. Probably. It's probably the lowest form of our listens. He's top of the pole. Bye, everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. Soon. Next time. Meow.